1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to our Big Brother 21 postseason coverage. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today on this uh, this season long live feed update, I think is is what we might call it. I don't know. Uh, I've got the magnificent Cliff Hogg. How you doing, Cliff?
0: Howdy, guys. I'm doing all right. I'm trying to decompress a little bit from time in that house and and get rid of some of those stresses I had in there.
1: Yeah, Um, it's uh, it's been uh, it's been what, like a a little over a week now since you got out. How's everything going?
0: Uh, It's doing all right. I'm uh, here back at home. So I got my wife with me and going out and occasionally occasionally being recognized on the streets, which is kind of surreal for me. But I'm still having dreams in the middle of the night. I'm still in that house and getting called out by the diary rooms. And uh, so, yeah, it'll take a little time, but I had fun with it. But yeah. I'm glad to be back <laughs> <laughs> Um You, you went, uh, you, did you stay a little bit longer in L.A. before you went home? Uh, just a little bit. We had the uh, the finale was on Wednesday. We had a mm-hmm. cast party on Thursday night. I had my family, my wife and kids, mom uh, with me. And so we hung around, got back Sunday from L.A. So we, we did a little tourist thing while we were out there a little bit.
1: Uh, yes, very fun. Uh, you you cho- chose not to go to Vegas.
0: No, I, I thought about it, but eh, I'll let the younger ones do do the uh the dancing and the raving and all of that. I'd rather spend the time with my family and uh yeah, we had a blast.
1: Yeah. Um all right, so uh the 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 season's over. It's uh you 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 made it almost all the way to the end. Oh. Uh <laughs> uh but before you came on the season you were a big fan you you'd watch yes. the live feeds you listened to us you were uh absolutely yeah um so i uh, can you tell me like what was the process for uh for applying for casting for all of that like whoa did you did you did you think you ever had a shot of getting on the show
0: you know i feel a little guilty because i've heard people talk about so so much work they do to get on the show I just happened to see a Twitter feed from Haley from last season saying that it was an open casting call here in Houston. Uh, My wife and I were already planning to go to a big barbecue cook-off at the Houston Rodeo that day, so I was dressed up, had the hat on, and we said, let's just stop by this bar and see who's lined up, and when we got there, I think it was about 10 minutes before the line closed, and I said, eh, why not? I'll try out for it. Got in the line. Everyone laughed at me the whole time I was walking to the back of the line. Here comes the old guy that doesn't stand a chance, and I didn't have anything prepared. I just started talking and next thing you know, here I am. I'd never applied, tried out before. It was just a lightning in a bottle type situation. And now I've I always dreamed about being on this show, but I didn't really think it would ever happen.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, but, uh, but you, but you made it on, um, on my- you, you sent me a message on LinkedIn saying that you were going to shout me out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, uh, Yeah, it's funny because at that point I didn't know if I was going to make it on or not, but I thought, hey, I might as well start preparing. Obviously, I'm huge fans of y'all and and the podcast, and uh, I figured I was going to do some shout outs once I got got in the house if I made it. And Funniest thing, that's what I did.
1: That's what you did. Uh, Did you send anybody else any LinkedIn messages or was it just me?
0: Just you. Just Uh you. You're your special, Taryn. (laughs) well thank
1: you thank you cliff um so you you got on the season you enter you enter the house and i remember preseason. you were talking about like uh, i just i hope that there's not like a big alliance that forms and a big group uh that makes it hard for me to to get in with uh with everything that's happening in the house um a bit unlucky on that on that regard
0: yeah yeah my worst nightmare in a lot of ways i went in saying I don't want to be kicked out of the house the very first day like some of the past older house guests and I don't want a huge alliance to form that doesn't include me and after day 1, guess what? I had both things kind of starting to happen to me.
1: Mm. Um so uh so that's uh that right, right away you enter the house and there's the uh camp director twist. Yes. Um you decided to volunteer to try to become camp director. What was behind that thought process?
0: Well, as I said, I've watched enough seasons. I know that uh, the older person in the house typically has a little bit bigger target on their back. And I was worried about that. So When the opportunity came up to volunteer as camp director, it sounded like a good opportunity, but there are also some hazards with it. But I thought, if I'm going to go home this first day, I'm not going to go home without having tried everything possible surviving in this house. So I was willing to take the risk even before knowing good or bad what that camp director position meant. I was going to do everything I could to fight my way through that house.
1: Yeah. Uh but it did not work out. You did, didn't seem to have much support. There was a lot of support early for Jess, um yeah. but then it all kind of shifted over to Jackson. Did you just kind of let that happen or were you really trying to fight for votes?
0: Uh you know, I was trying to fight for votes, but it seemed Obvious pretty quickly. As you said, it seemed like Jess was, was the person who was getting the majority of the votes at the very last minute. It, it went back over to uh, to Jackson or Mickey. I still thought I was good. We actually, the four people who were running for camp director met, I don't know if it was in the storage room or where, and kind of said, look, let's watch out for each other. Regardless of who wins, we all volunteered. Let's, let's see if we're, we can keep each other safe because of it. So I really was thinking that even if I wasn't the one who got the camp director position, that that I still had whoever was camp director watching out for me. That turned out not to be so much the case as as I discovered.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was there was talk about um, the. I remember the feeds had like a brief leak uh, at at the start where. Christy was talking with uh, with Nicole a little bit, um, and she had mentioned that uh, that Jackson had made a deal with the other camp director, yeah. volunteer people uh, that 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 you guys would all be safe with each other.
0: Yeah, that's that was my understanding. So even though I didn't get the position, I was still thinking, it's OK, I still have someone watching my back and I should be good with this. But you know why? that's maybe maybe not the last time that that Jackson wasn't quite honest with uh with what he was saying
1: <laughs> yeah um so, so yeah i mean right off the bat it, it did it did appear that uh that Jackson was going to have a, a reputation as a as a bit of a, a liar um yeah. but uh but that that i guess shifted a little bit um so uh so ultimately Jackson becomes the first camp director uh do, do you prefer jackson or mickey or mickey or jackson aka mickey
0: yeah i, I typically was calling him mickey more so in the house mm-hmm. uh, but i either one works but yeah you'll you'll hear me probably say mickey more so than anything else.
1: yeah um so uh so jackson becomes camp director he decides to put you jess uh kemi and david as the banished people um mm-hmm. You must not have been very happy about that.
0: No, I wasn't. Wasn't happy at all. I got a little bit worried because uh, right after we came back inside, I mentioned to David, I said, we're good, right? Jackson said that that we're all covered. And David said, well, that's not really what I heard. And that kind of caught me off guard because I thought we had an agreement. But David didn't seem to, to have the same opinion. Once that happened, I, I really started getting worried that I probably was going to be one of the ones that was going to be put up. Uh, and when I saw that squirrel heading my direction, I I, I knew what was getting ready to happen.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, I forgot about the squirrel.
0: Yeah, no, I've, I'll never forget about that <laughs> squirrel.
1: Um, so, uh, you ultimately, though, were the first person out, so, uh, you, you managed to survive, you managed to not be the, uh, the night one evicted person, yes. um, but it was David that left, ultimately, uh, were you happy that it was David that left, uh, if you, if you could choose, would you have chosen him to go of those other three, or did you not really have much of an opinion yet?
0: I, I didn't have much of an opinion at that point because it was so early in the game. I hadn't really had a chance to to talk to anyone. It was interesting. We were all lined up. We couldn't see anything in front of us. And uh, I will say I was probably most surprised that it was David because he seemed so athletic uh, compared to, to certainly Jess and, and myself. Uh, but while we were getting ready to start that competition and we were standing there, uh, David was – hear him just really getting revved up and ready to go in the competition. Uh, In fact, at one point he said, if if I'm getting back in that house and I'm going to stir some stuff up when it happens. And as soon as Julie said, go, I heard him take off at a full sprint and then I heard him crash into a wall or a tree stump or or something. So, uh, yeah, I know he was uh, he very much wanted back in that house. And, uh, yeah, so it surprised me a little bit that that he was the one that actually was was not coming back in. Uh, Obviously, I was the first one in. And then I waited around and uh, Kimmy came back and then it took quite a bit longer. And I really was expecting to see David. But, but then here comes Jess as the, the final one of the three that got back in the house.
1: Yeah, uh, it must have been a big relief uh, to to know that you were safe.
0: I was uh, I was incredibly happy. I I was sitting there all the time saying, just don't be the first guy. Don't go out on day one. I haven't even had a chance to sleep in the house, to see the H.O.H. room, all the things that I was looking forward to. So. Yeah, when I cr- crashed through that little door and suddenly all the house guests are surrounding me saying congratulations. It was a personal point to me that I had proven, you know, at least round one, I'd proven that I belonged in the house and that wasn't going anywhere.
1: Yes. Uh, so then you get to the HOH competition. Um, Christie is going to win. Yeah. Uh, it's shortly after that, you know, some alliances have been forming, you know, Bella, Jack and Jackson were a thing and they had formed out, branched out into a six. And then later after Chrisy won to, uh, an eight as yeah. eventually they call themselves grateful. Um, what, what were you doing at this time? Uh, were you trying to involve yourself in things or were you trying to like, take it slow? Like what was your game plan here?
0: I think missing some of the, the first day uh, because I was banished and all that. I was still trying to learn people's names, it seems like, to to some degree. Uh, no, really, I started seeing that alliance forming fairly early. Uh, as soon as I was banished, I had approached Jessica and Kimmy and said, look, obviously, maybe we're, we're the lower people on the totem pole. See if we can watch each other's back and maybe protect each other as much as possible. Ovi and I hit it off at the very beginning and we were really best buds. And so we were saying, man, we got to take care of each other. So, yeah, I feel like I was starting to create some relationships with the people that I recognized as not being in that that bigger alliance just to see if we could fight against them and survive a little bit.
1: Yeah. Uh, So. There, There's a big group forming. You seemed to be getting in fairly good with them. Uh, w- w- did you recognize that there like how early was it that you recognized that there was a group that was in power? I know it wasn't until a little bit later that you really solidified that it was an eight person group with yeah. particular people.
0: I uh, and I haven't seen the episode yet. So so forgive me if I'm off on my days a little bit, but it seems like after just a couple of days. I could start seeing uh, people who were hanging out with each other, maybe a little bit of the, the showmances starting to form and uh, just seeing who was, who was in the rooms talking late at night. Uh, I know they sat in the bathroom one evening and, and had long discussions. Uh, and I came in saying that I really wanted to go underneath the radar in the first half of this game, try to find an alliance that would accept me as kind of a loyal soldier as a vote to, the, to count on. So even though I saw this starting to form, I was trying to still get in with them and uh, and see if I could become a part of it. So even after I was banished, as soon as I got back in the house, I grabbed Jackson and said, look, this is water under the bridge. I don't hold anything against you for putting me up. I want to work with you and don't think that I'm coming after you just because you picked me for banishment. So I was trying to create some inroads within that group, uh, even as I saw it forming.
1: Yeah. Um I know that uh you pretty quickly formed a relationship with Nicole as well. I believe yeah. I believe it was the first night of feeds um you talked to the cameras and uh you mentioned that you had uh a, a, some sort of alliance or relationship yeah. with Nicole and that you really hoped it would uh it would stick.
0: And it it did. I uh there's a lot of decisions good and bad that that I made in that game but I've never regretted my decision to line up with, with Nicole and, and try to go through this game with her. Yeah. We, we actually, uh, it was, I think through Ovi that Nicole and I started talking together because, uh, as I said, Ovi and I were tight and I think Ovi was trying to work closely with Nicole. And as a result of that, she and I, I think it was actually over a bad game game while I was trying to teach her how to play it, that we started talking about shared goals and strategies and such. And, uh, made a final two alliance fairly early, I think, before those feeds even came came on to start with.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, um, Christy's HOH, she decides initially she wants to target Kat uh, and that you are going to be the pawn. Um, how, did, how did that conversation go?
0: Well, whether you're a pawn or the the active target, you never want to go on the block. I, I just survived banishment, and now I'm learning that I'm going to going to be on the block as well i wasn't happy and i wasn't sure if if cat really was the target or myself so i felt like once more i was going to have to fight to, to stay in that house and do what i could
1: yeah uh it did seem though that it was fairly quickly that the target shifted to kemi um, and that seemed to stem from Jack and Jackson, uh, that they were really pushing Christy uh, to backdoor Kemi. Um, and, uh, you know, part of that, I think, came from this supposed comment about like uh, the cooking um, and then also the fact that she had she had been one of the people that was banished. And also Bella had told, uh, you know, Jack and Jackson that Kemi had mentioned coming after them. Um, but uh, were you. You were informed that, that Kemi was the backdoor to You weren't informed. No, I,
0: I had no clue. I, uh, I learned later that that was the case. And I did hear later that uh, they were upset because apparently Kemi had said that she was going to come after them a little bit. But, yeah, I didn't have any clue as to any of that until really after that first eviction occurred.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, she had been. Kemi had kind of caught on a little bit that she might be in trouble nicole was uh, was a part of it as well she had talked to christy um and tried to to prevent kemi from going on the block um christy was uh i already christy did talk with you a bit about feeling pushed by jack um and uh and how she didn't want to be too closely associated with him um she was really i think st- struggling in that that first week uh really feeling like she's she was gonna make the wrong decision
0: yeah, and some of that I heard uh, later on when I got HOH and Christy and I talked a little bit. And, and that's when she kind of opened up that she had felt pushed by Jack a little bit uh, to put up Kimmy. And, you know, obviously she ultimately chose Ovi, which Ovi and I were buds. I didn't especially like that either. But that early in the game, I was just happy that I was getting pulled off the block and I wasn't going home uh, week one. So I wasn't upset, but but I did hate to lose Ovi. And, and yeah, as far as the Kimmy, that first that first eviction, I didn't I wasn't even aware of that until much later. Yeah,
1: um, it was it was actually it was Sam, uh, you know, uh, Christy had gone to Sam. She, after she decided she wasn't going to backdoor Kimmy, she had gone to Sam to say, hey, don't use the veto. Cat will be the one to go. Um, but Sam said, uh, I am I really want to use it on Cliff though, um, and <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> it was it was in large part because of that that they were. But Christy was like, I, I know, but I don't want to. I don't want to have to put somebody else up in Cliff's place and not send them home uh, because then I'm making even more enemies. Yeah. So I really prefer you didn't use it. You just send Cat home, uh, and that's when Sam suggested, "Well, what about Ovi?" Um, and she was like, "I know, you know what? That works." Yeah, we can make that work um and just yeah, like that
0: and i had no clue on that now when i talked to christy later she told me she oh i picked ovi because after the activity i just had a suspicion that ovi was the one who probably had the power and and i wanted to make sure there was one man and one woman up at all times and therefore once once uh, sam pulled you off i was very limited in who i could put up and ovi was just the only one left i heard all the reasons but i have Until you're telling me now, I hadn't realized that 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 whole discussion between Christy and Sam had taken place. But having said all that, Sam and I were friends, uh, the two the two dads in the group uh, of the house guest, And so I felt like we had a little bit of a connection and certainly uh, I'm very appreciative that he pulled me off that block.
1: Yeah, Uh, you, you seem to have a pretty good relationship with Sam throughout most of his time in the house at the very least um and and it seemed like a lot of that was formed before the feeds even came on
0: yeah it was and i think it was just a shared uh the commonality with us both having kids missing our families at home and uh, and he was a great guy now i worried a little bit because it seemed like he and nick were very close and i was almost picturing a brett and winston type relationship from last season uh but I had tried to get in with Nick a little bit and, and wanted to work with him. In fact, I had voted for him as camp director just to show a little bit of of loyalty to him and, and try to initiate something with that. And Sam as well, I was friends with. I also knew that Sam was kind of outside that eight, but he was seems like he was trying to do a lot like I was of, of trying to make some inroads and maybe get in with that group as well. So I felt like we had some shared objectives uh, during the first half of this game. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Uh, Christy eventually decides, uh, it's gonna be Ovi. Ovi goes up on the block. Um, did you have, did you, did you try to, uh, to, to think of ways that Ovi could stay? I know that like you talk to the cameras a lot this week and and in future weeks about like, you love Ovi, but you don't wanna like fully stick your neck out for him. Um, how, what was that
0: struggle? Yeah, it was hard because, uh, I didn't understand the dynamics enough of that game. I started seeing some alliances formed, but it was so early, I wasn't really sure, uh, even as you point out, you know, Kat the target, was Ovi the target? Uh, I was expecting in the first part that it was probably going to be Cat, and that Ovi was just up there as, as a replacement for me, another pawn. As we got later into the week, it started seeming like everyone was going to be voting against Ovi, and I felt so bad for Ovi because he kept There were people like Jack kept saying, no, you're good. You're absolutely good on this thing. We're not going after you. And I wasn't hearing that when I talked to people. Everyone's saying, well, it's nothing against Ovi, but we think we can get Cat out at a later time. It's no big deal. I I tried to to work with people and push them more towards Cat's direction, but it, it didn't really seem to be gaining that much traction. And you're right at that point in time, I didn't want to push too hard and alienate anyone else that I was trying to get in with at the time uh, but it it was discouraging to see Ovi so excited thinking that he had the votes based on things that Jack was telling him for example and eventually I had to break it Jump said Ovi I, j- I just don't think you got the votes I'm not sure that it's going to go the way you want it to go
1: mm-hmm. uh, you also uh, had a relationship with Jackson and uh, that had also sort of formed in the early days can you tell yeah. me about about that?
0: It was uh, the whole idea of I knew he was kind of forming up with this alliance. And I felt like that was my way to get in with that group. The other thing that i had said before I even came into the house was I wanted to try to align with someone that I felt was very strong. That could be a bit of a a target ahead of me. Uh, They could maybe win some challenges, keep me safe. But if anyone came after us, they would come after that person instead. And so it seemed like Jackson was was a natural choice, even after he banished me. And that's one of the points I'd made to him of it's water under the bridge. I'd lear- love to work with you. And I don't think anyone's going to suspect that you and I are working together, considering that you just got through banishing me and, and they won't necessarily expect it. So, yeah, I uh, and he seemed receptive to it. So I did approach him and, and try to get something going very early in the process.
1: Hmm. Um, did you feel like? Wh- where were you feeling at, at this point in time? Uh, like, who did you feel like you had in the game, and, and you could rely on, and who did you feel like you maybe needed to target?
0: Yeah. Uh, as far as who I had in the game they, they had my back, definitely Nicole, uh, Ovi. Now I, I saw that he's getting ready to go home, so that maybe didn't mean as much. But Ovi and Nicole, uh, I thought Sam had my back. I thought Nick had my back. Uh, and probably uh, Mickey as well. As far as who I wanted to target, as I saw this alliance forming and I saw the way people were talking about Jack, it became pretty obvious very early that he was the linchpin to this whole deal, Uh, not just because of his competition skills, mental or physical, but just, it was like a cult sometimes the way I heard Tommy and Christy and some others talking about Jack very early in the process. So from the very beginning, he he is who I viewed as, as the top target that I wanted to get out of that house.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there's, uh, there's a, there's a women's Alliance that's forming <laughs> around this time. Yeah. Um, I don't think you heard about it until the following week though, right?
0: Yeah. I didn't hear about it until we started getting some of the fallout with Nicole and, and some of that going on. But um, yeah, in some ways, maybe that makes a little bit more sense to me now because, As I said, I had approached Kimmy and Jessica both and said, let's kind of watch each other's back maybe. And they said yes, but then neither one had really talked to me too much after that or or talked too much game. And and maybe it had something to do with, with this women's alliance that was trying to be formed. But yeah, that first week I was kind of oblivious to it. I didn't hear about that until a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Uh, So uh, you uh, eventually Ovi is going to be uh, evicted here. Uh, You head into week two and uh, this is when camp comeback is revealed to the house that uh, David's going to come back into the house and Ovi is staying. Uh, How did you feel about this when you heard about it?
0: I, uh, I was happy. I felt so bad for Ovi when he got voted out. So uh, when the, the alarms went off and Julie said, hold on, wait a minute, uh, and then we heard that, that OV was going to stay in the house, I was overjoyed because I love the guy. I didn't want him going anywhere. I wanted him to get more experiences. Uh, when when David came running in, I wasn't sure what to expect with that because, as I said already, when we were waiting to start the banishment competition, he had said that he was going to really try to stir things up if he was to get back into the house. and. He, I think he was just trying to play a little bit different game than I was. He wanted to stir things up. I was doing everything I could to try to incorporate myself into that, that alliance and, and maybe make some inroads there. So I wasn't sure how he was going to impact the, the balance of, of the game and, and the house guests that were in there. But overall, I was happy to, to, uh, to have that twist announced just because it meant Ovi got to stay in the game.
1: Were you, uh, when, when, when the twist was announced, uh, outside the house, when, when, when I was talking about it, I was like, "Oh, this is terrible for, uh, <laughs> for the outsiders because it really discourages this alliance well, from turning on each other.
0: Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that until a little bit later that as long as everyone's still in the house and there, any one of the people who were in camp come back could, could come back obviously in, into the house. So yeah, there was a lot of talk about from that alliance about we can't do anything while while all of these people are here because we've got all these other folks. We don't know who's going to be back. And that was a part when it was a first announced that, that I hadn't thought of. But I, I do think it forced that that bigger alliance to pull together a little, little bit tighter as long as there was a the threat of someone coming back in and with them living right there in the house with us also. And we didn't know how they were going to come back into the house, whether it was some type of competition amongst themselves a bracket type deal or Ovi was convinced that because they were staying in the house with us that the house guests that were still in would have some kind of a vote or a say on on who got to come back into the house so there was a lot of uncertainty at that time and i think it caused a lot of people just to kind of pull in tighter and and closer and not do anything too risky or drastic
1: yeah um I mean, what we saw was that with Ovi staying, um, he he was still kind of under the assumption that, you know, Jack and, and Jackson were, were maybe working for him. And you and Nicole yeah. had to kind of be the ones to be like, Ovi, like they, they were they were not with you
0: No, No, we uh, yeah, we we told him a few times and I, I think it took a little while to, to sink in that they were not his his allies at that, at that point in time.
1: Mm hmm um so uh so jack is the hoh and uh were, were you concerned about that at the, at this point
0: I, yeah i was because i'd already been banished i'd already been put up once and who's to say i wasn't going to get put up again i wasn't real sure who their targets were, were going to be at that point i still hadn't heard that there was any animosity with kimmy uh from jack i, I wasn't really aware of that. Um. So, yeah, I I was just at that point in time, I was saying, I don't care who it is, just please don't be me this week.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, So, this is also like so, so Kemi and Jess are going to be nominated. Do you have a, did you have a preference at this point between the two of them? Which one left?
0: No, not really. I, uh, uh, Jess and I had had a little bit of a talk, uh, just in that, I was the older person. I I felt like I was kind of representing old older people. And Jess was a plus size model. And and so she felt like she was representing kind of, kind of the segment. And so we'd have some some discussions with that. But as I said before, and me and Jess, neither one had really talked, uh, wanted to talk game with me. And I didn't feel a whole lot of, of connection with them, uh, because of that. So now I really, at that point didn't care. It, It was more, uh, who did the house want? And I wanted to just make sure I didn't alienate the rest of the house. Uh, and and however that Alliance was going to vote.
1: Would you, would you say that like at this point that you were, uh, that you had like a long-term strategy or that you were kind of just still hoping to survive like week by week?
0: Yeah. During that second week, it, it wasn't so much a long-term strategy. It was just a matter of survive. Uh, My long-term strategy. I just didn't think an Alliance of eight people could last very long. So, in my mind, and I mentioned this later in the season to a few folks as well. In my mind, I was just going to try to survive through these first few weeks until that alliance eventually broke apart. And at that point I could try to jump in and maybe find a side and work with within that group. But it was all about being patient and just surviving week to week during those first few weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. Um so uh so this week was a lot of, you know, Nick and Bella sort of starting to peel away from uh from grateful in a lot of ways uh as as kemi's on the block and nicole is working closely with kemi at this point trying to keep kemi in the game um were you d- is that something that you were aware of at the time or that you were working uh toward in any way
0: not really i uh I mean, I thought Nicole was close with Kimmy and Jess both. So I wasn't really sure that she was going one way or the other in terms of who she was trying to support. Uh, I did know that uh, there was starting to be. uh, Really? Well, I was going to say, I didn't realize that week, even that there was anything going on with Nicole working behind the scenes. I didn't really realize that until right after the nomination week three, when Nick put me up and immediately after then things blew up. And that's when we had the whole issue with Nicole and everyone upstairs. But really that week before I wasn't aware that Nicole was doing a lot behind the scenes or that Nick and Bella were having any friction with the rest of the group. Well,
1: you and, uh, you and Nicole, um, Started to to get a little closer after the women's alliance thing was kind of blown up uh, yeah. because she couldn't really go to uh, like Bella had, had had kind of ratted the alliance out. Um, Jess was, was was acting a little strange. Cammy um, was on her way out the door, um, and uh, it 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 was uh, she was kind of gravitating more toward you at this point because you were <laughs> one of the more steady uh, alliance members, and so this is when you uh, Nicole and Ovi really started to connect more, um, and and. Start talking a lot. You like to talk up, uh, you know, where the uh, um, where backgammon uh, yeah. and, and the, those games were, um, and you you guys would talk up there about uh, about how there was like a power structure in the house, and you did want to work toward um, you know d- disrupting it.
0: Sure, absolutely, yeah. And it's funny because Nicole and I had gotten close and formed the alliance, but obviously Ovi being still in the house, we were working with him and hoping we could keep him in the house. But we had to be careful even then, because as you mentioned, this power structure and Jack had called this. I don't know if it was officially a house meeting, but it sat around the table and said, none of us need to be talking to any of the camp comeback people at all. You know, Does anyone have an issue with that? Well, no one's going to raise their hand when you're sitting around a table like that. And the HOH is is saying, don't talk to any of the people. That really rubbed me the wrong way. Ovi is my friend. I, I was going to continue to talk to him, but. Yeah, it did make me feel a little bit more nervous about talking to, to Ovi or Kimmy or David, any one of them, because here's this big alliance that's basically saying if talk to them. You may be the next target because we don't want you doing that. So it, it was a little uncomfortable at times.
1: Yeah. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back.
0: at LuckyLandSlots.com.
1: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW
0: Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: And we're back. So let's get back to the show so yeah so you uh, uh, Nicole and Ovi really started to come together here uh, you, you, you guys did talk about uh, Nicole told you about, guys about uh, how Jess and Bella were really you know starting to, to go at it um, and you guys were definitely hoping that at this point that, uh, that Bella would continue to be outed for essentially having uh, you know this women's alliance and then also yeah. being part of another group and she was outing these things and she was being outed herself um, and that uh, you guys talked about Trying to get Jack and and his group to turn on Nick and Bella at this point, um, yeah,
0: yeah, and that would certainly. Yeah, uh, you know, I was looking for any way to create some division within that group and, and break them up. Uh, and Bella, she had approached me at one point and said, "Cliff, you know, I think that I can keep, I can get you probably to jury as long as you're willing to go on the block a lot as a pawn. But I'll do what I can to at least get you to jury and." I was like, well, thanks, Bella. I really appreciate <laughs> really appreciate you you putting me up as a pond so many times in, in exchange for jury house. So uh, yeah, I was kind of I, I was happy to see maybe if, if Bella could could get targeted and maybe break that alliance up a little bit. Uh, I wasn't sure the mechanics within you know, Jess and Nicole and and that whole Controversy, or, or the whole argument about who had formed the the women's alliance and who hadn't, and I just kept hearing different stories from different people. and In all honesty, I didn't really care as long as it created some divisions that I could maybe exploit.
1: You're right, right. Um, so, uh, so you were talking about that at, throughout throughout the season so far. You had been uh, doing cliff notes. Uh, you've been talking <laughs> to the cameras about yeah. everything. You had been doing a great job of staying in good with this big group they uh they were talking about you at this time as like the number number 10 number nine like uh, one of the last people to go um but it was around this time that uh that christy is going to overhear you in the boat room talking to the cameras and uh she she hears you talk about how you feel like there's a big group and that there are couples and that her and Tommy are a couple uh and it really it wasn't that bad for her like you talked about yeah. kind of wanting to work with her um but she she was just so excited about overhearing it she just ran back and woke everyone up and told she was oh my god oh my god i just heard this thing um <laughs> so yeah. this is really bad for your game
0: yeah you know what I- there's a bunch of sneaky people in that house. Who would have <laughs> expected that? And, and I've told people before, I may have told y'all during the backyard interview, my wife has always said, ah, Cliff, you got a big mouth. Well, I, I just proved it for the whole nation that uh, I just don't have a good whisper voice. But the only person in that house that may have a bigger mouth than me was probably Christy, because I think if she hadn't run right back and told everyone, she probably could have worked that much more to her advantage. But uh, yeah, she, she overheard me. I was uh, uh, less discreet than I, I thought I should be. And probably the only thing that didn't make it any worse was that it was early enough in the season that I didn't have a whole lot of really deep strategies. It was, it was a lot more about me just talking back and forth. And yeah, I did point out that there was this group of eight, but I don't know at that point in time that it was any big surprise really to anyone I think we all pretty much were aware of that to some degree. Uh, Me mentioning her and Tommy as part of it and, and kind of a duo of their own may have caught her off guard a little bit. But, yeah, I definitely had to do some damage control after that.
1: Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, you you weren't aware of it for a little while. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you th- at this point, you became a pretty big target in Christie's eyes. Uh, she really started to see you as a threat and wanted to target you. Um, Tommy had always kind of been suspicious of of you as a player. I just I just talked to Tommy and I talked to him about this. How like right from the get go, it really seemed like the two of you were the only ones talking about each other as potential threats in the game. Like you were talking to the cameras like this Tommy guy. I think he's good. Uh, And Tommy was really the only one until cliff notes that was like uh, this, this cliff guy though. I don't know.
0: And it's funny because I mean, I talked to Tommy. I love, I love the guy. I, I enjoyed hanging out with him and I've got massive respect for him as a person, as a game player and all of that. And we talked a lot of times about, yeah, Tommy. You know that I've I've targeted you in the past, and I know that you've targeted me in the past, and we always just knew it was just gameplay, and it, and that we recognized each other as potential threats. Uh, but yeah, I uh, I know that Tommy and then Christy from that point on both were uh, were certainly I, I was no longer under the radar at that point in time.
1: Mm. Uh, so um, so you're you're now a, a big target, and. Uh, the the six shooters who are now the six shooters and not grateful um, because they have basically shot you know uh, Nick and Bella out at this point um, or at least uh, you know are, are definitely leaning in that direction they're now uh, sort of looking to Nicole as their sort of like uh, eighth ninth whatever they want to have it um, and so Uh, they're trying to reel her in a little bit more. And, uh, this is when she starts to play a little bit more between the two of them. And that will lead into the following week when Nick is HOH. Um, but, uh, really the only other thing that happens this week is that Sam is going to make this, this like last minute play to try and save Kemi. Um, and he pitches it to Nicole. She goes and talks to you, uh, about it and you were on board for it. Um, but ultimately it gets shut down. Uh, was this something that, uh, I mean, you were just kind of like sure or were you.
0: No, I would have been happy keeping Kemi. Again, I'm. You know, in the beginning, we, we'd been banished, uh, together. Uh, she wasn't part of that, the grateful eight that, you know, did the yelling upstairs and everything else. And so, uh, I, I did still at the same time feel a little bit of an alliance, uh, obviously Nicole and Ovi were my main people, but, uh, Kimmy as well, um, nothing against Cat. I, I love, uh, or, or no, it's Jess. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, Jess, Jess as well, um. At that point, I was lined up enough with with Nicole that uh, if she wanted to keep Kimmy, I didn't have any issue with. I was fine with it.
1: Yeah, um, it, it you know, probably probably would have worked out, too, because uh, if if Jess had stayed <clears throat> um, or even if Kat had left the first week, if either one of them had left, uh, you would have had the votes to get rid of Jack during your H.O.H. week yeah. uh, because they would have been uh, on board with that. Uh, unlike Kat and Jess. Um yeah. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs>
0: hindsight twenty twenty.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, it's, uh, Sam is is gonna talk to Nicole about there being an eight. Um, you know, Kemi is kind of aware of this now. Uh, you know Jack has has messed up in front of Sam and let him know about the name grateful uh, Bella talked to Sam about it and told him about it um, so th- this is really starting to get out grateful is basically almost dead as an alliance but the, the information is coming out um, Nicole and kemi really started to try to to get you know Nick and Bella called out before kemi left uh, which of course she does um, did you did you have a reaction when you know kemi does her eviction speech and she She's calling out Nick and Bella. Like, what was your reaction to that?
0: Yeah, it was it was interesting because uh, Kimmy had actually approached myself and I think either Ovi, I think Ovi may have been upstairs playing bad as well. And she'd approached us a few days before the eviction and said, hey, I'm wondering, should I go into just real angry mode over the next few days? And, and I don't remember exactly what I said. I think some like, well, do you think that'll help you? I'm, I'm not. I don't know. Based on that, I was I was wondering if Kimmy was going to really uh, go out you know, how she was going to go out if she was voted out. And so then during the eviction speech, when she con- kind of called out Nick and Bella, I, uh, yeah, I was waiting for the fireworks to start at that point. I wasn't sure what that was going to lead to. And sure enough, after after the eviction and the HOH competition, that's when things started blowing up and the and started getting drug in. And, and we had that whole situation occur.
1: Mm. yeah so cammy is voted out uh and then nick wins the hoh and uh there's also a a rogue vote that's been cast yeah um and that was of course uh by jackson
0: jackson yep
1: (laughs) which you will later which you will later learn um christy tells you later a bit later um but uh did, did you suspect jackson before then
0: No, I really didn't. I I didn't know who had cast that rogue vote. I just knew that Nicole was upset because she she knew that she was going to get blamed for it. But I had no clue who had cast that vote. Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: So um, it's pretty soon after the HOH that Nicole comes to you about this. uh, You know, Sam had come to her about this eight person thing. um, And you two really, really nail it down at this point. Like, oh, Damn it. Uh, it's the four couples. They're together. It's an alliance. Um, like, nah, this is not good. Uh, what are we going to do about this? Um, then uh, Nicole talks to Kemi about it. Kemi finally lets Nicole know because Kemi was informed the previous week that Cliff Notes was exposed. So yeah. then Nicole finally learns about that, and she's going to finally tell you about it, like the next morning. Uh, um, it's so it took so long for this to come back to you.
0: I know, and I, gosh, I'm glad it came back to me. I'd hate to have still been sitting in there talking away or, or not been able to do my damage control. But yeah, Nicole comes in, and and she didn't even tell me so much about the Grateful Eight or anything. She just mentioned the fact that. Hey, Christy overheard you and and they know about our alliance, this this fellowship of the Zing. When she said that, my heart just dropped. I thought, oh, my gosh, I've cratered not just my game, but Nicole's game and and Ovi potentially. And yeah, that was not a good day for me.
1: Yeah, uh, it's funny that she she was like, they have an alliance It's called Zing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's the last thing I wanted. And I went into this game saying, how come everyone always names their alliances and it just makes it easy to target it? And I didn't want to have an alliance name with them. I didn't want to have an alliance name, especially with Cliff, Cliff's Angels later. And yet mm-hmm. people just keep wanting to have names for these alliances. And all it does is make it easier to target and identify it.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately, though, you know, they, they, they were laughing about the Fellowship of the Zing. I yeah. thought, oh, what, what, a, what a funny alliance. One of them is already evicted. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then it turned out, the Fellowship of the Zing, most successful alliance of the season.
0: Hey, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. And I tried to downplay it. When it was mentioned to me, I said, yeah, you know what, guys? What you know, what do you expect me to do except try to form an alliance with someone? And you know, the best I can do is get someone who's already been voted out of the game. And Nicole and I aren't threats. We're just these bottom feeders, I think is the term Sam used sometimes. And so, yeah, I certainly tried to downplay it and no one ever seemed to take it so seriously that, that it had as much impact as I was afraid it was going to have. Uh, but I, I definitely had to do some damage control. At one point, sis comes in and says, well, I understand that you were going to target myself and, and Jack. I said, well, no, no, there's, uh, I have no targets right now. I'm not picking anyone out. And, she and I talked for a while. She eventually brought Christy in, and that's the first time that Christy and I kind of talked about the fact that she had overheard me. And I got Christy to, to tell Sis that, no, he didn't say he's going to target you and Jack. He just listed out the, the eight people in the alliance. And so I, I felt like I did what I could to minimize the damage that had been created by being overheard.
1: Yeah. You talked a lot about, uh, it was at this point that you talked a lot about your game plan as like, Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. target anyone. I just, just trying to like, uh, hang along. And, and my, my hope is that you guys eventually turn on each other.
0: Yeah. And that was absolutely the truth. And I hope they, they believed it. I know I told Tommy that I think I told a few others that it's just about surviving. It's about being patient enough. Cause I know this Alliance of eight and then later six can't last forever. And so, and and I tell them, I have no desire to go after y'all. I just want to sit tight. I'll, I'll act later. And, and that, will, that was the truth
1: yeah um so it's and really it was it was pretty good in terms of damage control a lot of them did feel a bit more like, you know what like that's fine like uh that's that's his strategy that's like uh he's not really that much of a threat and they did feel like they wanted to keep you at this point like nick wanted you to stay um you know to to uh, to to degree you know after the whole Thing, but we'll, that we'll talk about. Uh, yeah. But uh, the rest of the six shooters were like, you know, oh well, you know, we wanted to target Cliff, but maybe, maybe not. We're not sure yet. Um, and so this is when Nicole makes her sort of play a little bit here, where she talks to Holly. Um, she got some information from Holly. She knew that there was a lot of tension between Holly and Nick, and that whole situation. And right before the nominations, she goes to uh, to Nick and Bella, and she tells them that. You know, they would have targeted you if you hadn't won the HOH, which is very much the case. It was very true. Um, and Nick said that he, ooh, he was almost there. He almost put up Jack and Jackson, but he needed to talk to them first. He didn't have an opportunity, so he didn't do it. Uh, so you, uh, you end up going up on the block. And, um, and so then that's when, you know, Tommy has a conversation with Bella She's like, uh, tell me what's going on. And he's like, you tell me what's going on. And they start talking about Nicole and how Nicole's running yeah. back and forth. Um, so I, I know that you weren't in that in that room. Um, but uh, but things really started to to kick off. And, and like I said, I was just talking to Tommy about this. Like uh, he said that from his perspective, it just felt like they they caught somebody. They caught the enemy trying to split them apart and things. Got really out of hand, uh, and you you guys heard it downstairs. Can you yeah. can you tell me your experience of that?
0: Oh, that was amazing because I had no clue what was going on. I was I was out of the loop on so much of this. We had the uh, the eviction, the HOH competition. Next thing I know, there are just people yelling upstairs, and I can't figure out what's going on. Nicole goes up and she gets shut down real quick. Ovi goes up and gets yelled at. You can't come in and. I'm downstairs. I'm not sure if it has anything to do with me or, or, or just what's going on. And, uh, yeah, I felt completely, completely lost and out of the loop at, at that point. Uh, and just was waiting to see what, what the fallout was from it. Uh, after Nicole came down, we went into the RV and, and talked a lot. And she told me that she had kind of told people, you know, what was going on and, and that she, she hadn't lied; that she was telling the truth about kind of the divisions and all of that, but that she felt like she had completely destroyed her game at that point. And because we're in alliance together, I wasn't sure what the impact was going to be on on myself as well. But yeah, that was, and I know it's been talked about, but really those eight or so up there, uh, that's when I felt completely out of the loop and and completely outpowered in terms of what was going on in that house. I spent a lot of time just sitting downstairs by myself at at the dining room table just just waiting to hear what the the next gunshot was going to be what what was going to happen next because I didn't know.
1: Mhm uh there was so it was there was a lot of like uh yelling that was happening upstairs uh nicole had tried to go up there she had the door closed in her face uh ovi went up there to say, yeah. to say be, be nice guys was that was that like a difficult thing for you because you were you were telling ovi like hey you know you know watch out for your game over yeah like uh be mindful of that um but you know, I, I can I can only imagine like it must have been difficult to just to, to hear that stuff happening and not do anything about it.
0: Well, and and the worst part is when when there was first yelling up there, it sounded like they were yelling at each other. And I thought, well, maybe maybe Nicole has achieved what she was looking for. Maybe they're pointing fingers at each other and something's about to blow up. And we may really be good by the time this thing's all said and done. But after a little while, it didn't sound like yelling back and forth as much as. Just cheering and laughing and, and a lot of happier people up there. And and my concern at that point was that whatever's happened, uh, especially with Camp Comeback and these other people all still in the house that that they have pulled themselves back together and decided that they're not splitting up. They've resolved whatever Nicole brought up. And uh yeah, so then suddenly you've got now an angry group of eight people instead of just a group of eight who felt like they had all the power, but now they, they seem upset as well. And so that was part of my thing to Ovi was I didn't still at that point, know what was going on for certain. And I didn't want him to, uh, to do anything that would potentially get him in the target uh, as well as Nicole at that point. So yeah, I was definitely concerned about it and and wondering just what the impact was going to be.
1: Yeah. um, So you know, you did have, you'd have a nice moment with Nicole. She was feeling very upset. Um, and you, you told her like, uh, Hey, you know, hang, hang in there. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it just because they're together now does not mean they're going to stay together. Um, and she said that you were the, uh, you were the only person that uh, treated people like uh, they were humans in the house.
0: I tried. I, I hope I was somewhat successful like it, but yeah, it killed me to see the way that, that they were being treated and I remember I told Nicole at the time uh, how you end up in this game first or last or whatever doesn't really define who you are as a person and and what you are but yeah she was hurting and and I'm the <laughs> you know I was the one who had just been nominated on the block not Nicole and yet I'm comforting her instead of the other way around but yeah I could see that she was hurting and, and I hate to see anyone hurting like that
1: was there a part of you that felt like uh, like like this is this is potentially good for me if, if Nicole is in trouble, like uh, like maybe I need to like back away from this situation?
0: No, not at that point, especially because she wasn't on the block at the time and, and she was a final two alliance with me. And I truly trusted her more than anyone else in the house at, at that point in time. And so. No, I, I it wasn't. I wasn't happy at all to have her game blowing up because I felt like it was going to create issues for my game and also for her, who I cared about so much. Uh, and especially once I heard them all laughing and seeming much happier upstairs, then yeah, I, I wasn't thinking this was a good thing at all at that point in time.
1: Yeah. So, so what was your game plan to stay this week? You know, you were just nominated. The big blow up happened. You're up on the block against Jess. Um, you were told that you were just a pawn. Nick yeah. wasn't really truthful to you in that particular instance, though you do eventually get him on board with you. Um, w- so what, what was the game plan?
0: Well, I, I, at that point, I did think I was a pawn because I had heard by then that, that Jess was involved in this potential woman's alliance the black widows i think they called it and and i'd heard jack and jackson both kind of kind of dragging jessica a little bit talking about her cooking bacon and i don't know, just little silly things that they were uh they were a little critical of jessica on so based on that i was thinking that i probably was safe but again i've watched enough seasons to know that that pawn or not you're never completely safe so uh the, the first few days, it was just trying to stay in touch and contact with everyone else and, and talking to people like like Mickey or Jackson saying, you know, that I'm, I'm a loyal soldier and I still want to work together. I hope y'all have got me taken care of and, and them saying, yeah, yeah, you're good. and uh, Just trying to maintain contact with everyone as much as possible
1: yeah it was a, it was a weird situation because you know ultimately uh the the veto is won by cat who uses it on yeah. jess um and I know you tried to i think you tried to talk cat out of using it right
0: well no actually cat
1: yeah yeah
0: cat was my choice for the veto competition uh and I don't remember right now whether it was house guest choice I think I just draw her drew her name if I recall uh, but I was hoping when she won that veto that because because I had picked her, that maybe she would pull me off the block. Realistically, I knew how tight she and Jess were, so I wasn't surprised when she didn't. But no, I've I wanted her to use it on me. Uh, but beyond that, I, I didn't really push whether she wasn't to use it all at all or uh, or, or pull Jess off because I, I knew she was going to use it to pull either Jess or myself off. I think Cap felt tight enough with the both of us that. I never really felt like it was there was a question or a possibility that she was gonna leave Noms alone. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh so she does use it to pull Jess off the block. Nicole goes up and uh at that point you felt pretty comfortable that Nicole was the target, right? Because of the big blow up.
0: Yeah, because of the big blow up and, and I told a lot of people I, I don't really want to campaign against uh against Nicole. We we were as close as we were and and I did a little bit. I mean I talked about people saying, Hey, I know that, you know, Nicole kind of did this stuff and blew probably blew up her game by throwing this stuff out to y'all and everything. And everyone said, "Now nah, you're good. You're good. You know, it's Nicole's really dug her own grave. And so, yeah, I was thinking most of that week, uh, really right up until the day of eviction, I thought that I was probably safe uh, that particular week. Then I started seeing people kind of looking at me a little bit funny and maybe not talking to me quite as much. And My old spider sense uh, kicked in and, and I started getting suspicious that maybe something was up.
1: Yeah. Well, it was, it was a weird week because not even Nicole knew that she was going to stay, you know, Through all of the the conversations and the mediations that took place uh, between Nicole and and Nick and Bella and all of that, uh, the six shooters did realize that Nicole was telling the truth. I mean, they had done the things she said, and so they assumed that Nick and Bella probably did as well. Um, And so they, but they were keeping it even from Nicole that Nicole was going to stay. Um, And so uh, Nicole was was blindsided by the fact that she stayed in the game. Um, And this is going to be the end. Of of your game, uh, you know, for the for the first portion of it at least, um, yeah. it, was,
0: it was tough because Nicole and I sat out in the pool. I think maybe on that Monday or Tuesday beforehand, and we're just kind of lamenting that hey, one of us is probably going to be gone as of Thursday, and you know, we've really enjoyed playing with each other, but you know, it is what it is, and you know, we'll be friends forever. And who would have thunk that we would have been there <laughs> still towards towards the end of this game, but yeah now it's uh it, it was a tough situation no one i was going to be up on the block against her
1: yeah uh, so did, did this did this teach you anything you know about the game like did you feel like uh like i mean it, this this could have been the the end of everything right like yeah. this if if not for uh the winning camp comeback uh this this could have been the end of your experience
0: yeah it, it taught me a couple of things um one was I'd gone in saying, I'm not really going to campaign against Nicole. And, and it was fairly low key. And after that happened, I said, gosh, I can't. I, I've got to be more aggressive when, when my rear end's on the line and and do what I need to do to survive. So I, I kind of was was slapping myself a little bit that, that I hadn't been more aggressive about campaigning. Uh, the other part was just not taking people at face value so much. Uh, and understanding that there 's a lot of undercurrent things that are going on and and trying to be more aware of of not just what people are saying but maybe who they 're talking to and how they 're looking at you and other people and such uh, because I just kind of took, took it at took it face value when they said now nah, you 're good it's it 's nicole that we 're going after and i didn't i didn 't dig deeper enough to discover that maybe that wasn 't the case mm hmm
1: so uh ultimately, you are evicted, and uh you head to the camp comeback competition uh which was something that was very much in your in your wheelhouse
0: apparently so, I wouldn't have guessed that beforehand, but yeah, it worked out pretty well <laughs> um
1: uh i i i I've, I've heard from from some others that the second they saw this competition, they were like, well well damn it
0: <laughs> i've I, I I thought I'd be okay with it, but I I really didn't know until till I got there. I think I'm a bit of a per- perfectionist, and so I guess a competition where it's just the finest little tweaks, you know, back and forth, uh, maybe benefits me to some degree. I was just glad it was something that involved rolling balls down a ramp and not running up ramps or swinging from ropes or other things that. Someone like a David would have had obviously a huge advantage over someone like myself. So, yeah, when I saw what kind of competition it was and that that's all I had to do, I certainly was more excited uh, about my opportunities and, and possibilities.
1: Yeah. So you, uh, you you completely dominate this competition, uh, followed by what became your, your signature celebration. Right. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> Which yeah, I-, I learned was a sports thing.
0: Yeah, I actually had i I'm, I'm an Aggie, uh, Johnny Manziel, fresh, uh, freshman player, won the Heisman Trophy, and he would always do that. Uh My son, Daniel, is also an Aggie, and so we talked when I was getting ready to go in the house, and I told him, I said, hey, if I ever win anything, I'm going to, I'm going to do the, the Manziel uh, gesture, and he thought that was the greatest thing in the world, so I was just happy I had an opportunity to actually use it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so there was a lot of talk throughout the rest of the season about the fact that you were voted out, um, and you know, whether or not that meant that you should win the game, if you had that opportunity, um, did, do do you have any, any thoughts on that? Uh, You know, being the person that, that, that lived it?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of biased now. I think I I know I've seen tweets. I know someone like Evil Dick. His position has been for a long time that if you're ever voted out, you're disqualified from from ever winning the 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 game. I don't think that should be the case. I mean, a twist exists. Sometimes you're voted out. Sometimes you're given a disadvantage or or an advantage, and that's just part of the game. Uh, I think I think rather than being excluded from winning the whole thing because I was voted out, the fact that I had to jump through additional hoops. In order to actually survive in that game, should give me more credit rather rather than reduce my credit. Uh, not just here, but even that first day when we were banished out of the house. Uh, I suppose some people could say even then that if you were banished and I had to fight your way back in, do you deserve to to win the, the prize at the end? My thinking is if you're at, if you're there at the final two, then you've done something right, and, and regardless of what path you maybe took to get there, if you're there, then then you should be given consideration for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something that I had been considering was uh, in terms of camp comeback in general. When Jack won HOH, his first thought was, I want to backdoor Nick. Um, but Jackson talked him down saying, you can't do that camp comeback is in play you you, can't betray the alliance yet uh and nick has also said on numerous occasions that one of the major factors preventing him from going after jack and jackson was camp comeback um and so from my perspective i kind of looked at it like i I feel like i don't know i don't even know if cliff is evicted if not for camp comeback the very thing that brings him back in the game
0: yeah, no, and, and and that's a good point. And, and there's a lot of me that thinks almost once Camp Comeback was over and I went back in, it was only then that the gameplay really started seeming to ramp up. Yeah, I, I've told people before, the first month in the house, I had a lot of fun. We were all shooting the bull and hanging out and playing games and all that. Starting on day 30 onwards, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as much fun. It was a lot more stress because that's when the gameplay really started uh, in, in the next year, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you win your way back into the game. Uh, but that means that Kemi, David and Ovi are out. Um, and this, this sort of ties in with a lot of what was eventually brought up at the end of the season. Uh, a lot of the controversy surrounding, especially this first portion of the game, um, that there, you know, there's an image that, that, you know, came out from this episode where it's David, Ovi and Kemi sitting there. First three gone in uniforms, um, and that was uh, an uncomfortable image to, to sure. watch, especially given um, you know how a lot of the people in camp comeback were treated in the house. Um, is that something that you that you were a- aware of at the time in the house that you thought might be happening?
0: At the time, I wasn't that aware of it because I was just happy that I'd won the competition and I was back in the house. I, I was. I was just excited about that and not thinking so much uh, about the other, the other side of it Uh, as, you know, especially that finale night when it was brought up and, you know, they mentioned the three of them and then they mentioned me also having been picked by by Mickey because I was the old guy. And yeah, I I guess I hadn't really thought about that either. I just, I've always gone in knowing that the older guy, you know, sometimes is is a target just because, Uh, but yeah, I mean, it really, it did concern me. I uh, I don't want to be tainted by anything that, that was implied or, or suggested during that finale night or, or straight out said. And uh, I, I'd like to think that that wasn't the reason uh, that the four of us were put up to begin with. Uh, and I hope that's the case. But, but at the very end, when I hear a few of the comments that were made by a couple of people, it, it does worry me somewhat. Sure.
1: Yeah. There, there was, there was definitely a talk of, of implicit bias that was happening. Um, you know, not only with the the, the decisions, uh, for who was evicted, but also with how, uh, you know, certain houseguests were treated in the house. Um, you know, there was definitely, you know, ta- a lot of talk about, uh, about David and certainly a lot of talk about Kemi. Um, yeah. wh- what were your feelings on, on that?
0: I, uh, yeah, it, it hurts. I, uh, I do think that the way that house, the, the the way the rules are designed, where every week you eliminate someone, and uh, especially in the first weeks when there's a lot of this "anyone but me" type attitude, it it probably becomes easier to to become uh, a bit of a mob mentality, and uh, once someone's identified as a potential target. Uh, Everyone else, no one maybe wants to speak up as much as they should to protect them because they don't want to be the next target. And I, I certainly can see how some of that came into play with, with a bunch of us that weren't in that, that majority group.
1: So, do you feel like, uh, that, cause I do, I do remember you talking to the cameras at one point, especially about Ovi, um, and talking about like how you felt like you were maybe, uh, going along with, with the things being said about Ovi, maybe not necessarily, uh, that you felt were, were biased, uh, racially in any way, but that yeah. just they were making fun of Ovi, uh, in a cruel way that you wish that you would, you could stand up more and that, you know, but you felt like you were trapped in the game. Um, is that, is that a struggle that you, that you faced?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's maybe not just a struggle within the game, but just in life in general of, uh, but, but it's just, it's magnified so much in the game because every week someone is voted out every week, someone is targeted. And as I mentioned, I, I was trying to get in with this group. I, I never really viewed what was being said. As, as racial bias at all, uh, I always saw it more as just someone trying to identify a target uh, and everyone else piling on to a certain extent. And, yeah, it pulled me apart that uh, I didn't want to destroy my game by being too aggressive. Uh, but I, I didn't like some of the bullying that I saw going on uh, of anyone
1: yeah um what what was your relationship with kemi like because uh you know you, i i felt like you had a a, a decent relationship with her but yeah. there was a lot of like of trash talking that went on about kemi um so can you tell me more about that
0: yeah it's uh kemi and i as i mentioned in the very first uh i had talked to her and jessica right after we got back from banishment about trying to kind of watch each other's backs and i didn't really get much reception back from, from either one of them uh other than just sure, but but then nothing, uh, nothing much happened with it. Kimmy just never really tried to to talk too much game with me. Um, we, uh, I, I just didn't feel like I, I clicked with her so much, uh, just because she she wasn't talking game. And again, maybe it was because this the women's alliance was trying to form at that point. Uh, from a personality situation, we maybe didn't click so much. We. We'd spent some time in the swimming pool talking, and she had mentioned that she wanted to buy uh, on Amazon a, a fake service animal vest for her dog so she could take her dog on airplanes and everything. And I, I've got family members who, who are handy have handicap packs, uh a, a paraplegic in my family, things like that. And so th- that part really rubbed me the wrong way that someone would kind of take advantage of, of something that, that is very important to me. That I I would not do something like that, you know, buying fake fake things online. Uh, and I think I mentioned that in the boat room during one of my cliff notes at, at one point. That uh, you know there, there there were some there were some things that that kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But at the end of the day, we're all we're sixteen different people brought into this house and. I wanted as much as possible to keep my gameplay separate from from emotions and, and personalities and, and things like that. Uh, as far as you know, things that were mentioned later, you know, we spent a lot of time laughing about Kimmy doing whispering and things like that. But I, I just looked at that as kind of a mannerism, uh, no different than, than making fun of uh, of Nick's haircut or talking about Christy. Know, eating and crying all the time. And it was just a mannerism that, that people would talk about. And I really didn't take it as anything more than that.
1: Have you, have you spoken to Kemi at all after the season?
0: No, the uh, finale party that we had on the Thursday after the finale, I, I tried to talk to her, uh, ask her how she was doing. And, and she didn't really seem uh, seem that interested in talking to me at the time. I'd like to. I, I'm open to it. And as soon as she's, she's willing, I'd love to sit down and kind of hash this out with her and, and work it all out.
1: Yeah. I, I well, I, I know she definitely felt, uh, it wasn't, wasn't pleased. I think with some of the, the things that, you know, a lot of people were saying about her, but, uh, but even, you know, even, even you, um, and so, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully you can talk with her and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, you know, I, I think, I, I think she, you know, kind of does deserve, uh, an, an apology from a lot of people.
0: I agree. And that could be me as well I. Uh, I am not a guy that enjoys conflict. I, I've always been kind of the mediator type guy that, that wants people get along and I would not ever want to have a situation where everyone in this house couldn't, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in the house talking family and then, you know, try trying to keep the game removed from, from, from personal and all of that. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, it kills me if, uh, if there's things that I said that, that she's upset about and, and I'd love to work that out with her. And, uh, apologize for what I need to apologize for and, and make sure that at least she understands maybe where I was coming from with it. And yeah, I, I hope I get that opportunity to talk to her.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, has, has Ovi talked to you uh, much about any of this either? Have you, have you gotten a chance to talk to Ovi much?
0: Yeah. Ovi and I talked to the, uh, the cast part as well. And we've been texting back and forth and, and talking some and, uh, um, not so much about the game itself, just life after the game and, and what we're up to and things like that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, so that was certainly, uh, you know, uh, a big, a big part of the early portion of the season. Um, it was, uh, you know, something that really, I think, put a, a sour taste in people's mouths, unfortunately, for uh, the season. But once camp comeback ended, uh, we did get, uh, as you mentioned, the game started to kick in a little more and uh and i do think the season got uh a little more exciting uh in general um and uh, you know part of this is that you win this next hoh um and you are ready to play and ready to take a shot and you go immediately and you are ready you're going to put up jack and jackson here we go
0: yeah i'm not the kind of guy that pussyfoot's around i identified the targets and uh Said that, you know, as, as I mentioned before, Jack was my primary target and uh, I was going to kind of just face it straight in front of me and see if I couldn't take some action and make something happen.
1: Yeah, um, this is also, you know, right after you got back into the game, Jackson and Holly are going to come up to you and be like, hey, hey, you know, it was all part of the plan. It was, so, uh...
0: You know, any plan that involves me getting voted out and having to fight my way back in is not is not a good plan in, in my opinion. And yeah, they told me that in the storage room and the whole time they tell me, Oh, Oh, I'm glad that, you know, it's just part of a plan and all that And in my head. I'm thinking, eh, no, and that's not going to fly with me. I, uh, I don't like that plan. And I'm, I'm glad it worked out, but yeah, that was, that was kind of silly.
1: Yeah. It was, <laughs> um, it was, you know, it, it, he's doing his best, I guess.
0: I, know. Sorry, I you know. here I am I, I battled my way back. Now I'm HOH. I, everyone wants to cover their tail. I get it. And so I didn't take what they were saying seriously, but uh whatever.
1: Mm, yes. Um oh yeah, I, uh, I I forgot about this. So when you won HOH, yeah, uh I I was like uh all right, here we go. Uh Cliff he's back in the game. He's ready he's ready to go. He's he's going to save the season. Um and I actually uh I I got uh and orwell <laughs> and we brought orwell out to celebrate um and orwell joined me on the morning updates that week
0: well good yeah i'm glad someone in the house is cheering for me oh and nicole was and uh orwell i guess and that made about it
1: <laughs> yes uh so you uh you are gonna put up jack and jackson um At this point, you tell, you know, Nicole, Kat and Jess that you guys, you really need to stick together. Um, And uh, you had you had a tricky situation with Nicole because she just had this big falling out with Nick and Bella. But you're saying, like, look, they're the ones that splintered off. Kind of need to work with them.
0: Yeah, I know. It was that was difficult. And as I mentioned, from day one, I kind of tried to connect with Nick a little bit. And so I felt like he and I had each other's back to some degree. Um but yeah, and Nicole was was at odds with him. Uh, she had started working things out and I think I hope she she realized as well that Jack was kind of that linchpin in that group that really represented the biggest threat. But yeah, we were we were dealing with a lot of different moving parts at that at that point in time.
1: Mm. Uh so um you 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 talked to Nicole you needed to take a shot at the at the six that excluded uh, Nick and Bella um, and she was okay with it so so Jack and Jackson on the block um, this is uh, this is a tricky situation though and so at the time I was thinking maybe the better play was to put up Christy and Tommy um, because they were really this, the heart of yeah. everything that was happening um, but Jack really was the the big front that they were uh, putting out in front of them uh, as the, the the big target in front of them Um I know you you had sort of seen uh, that Tommy was a threat, but I don't know. Did did you fully sort of realize just how much Tommy and Christy were running the show at that point?
0: No, not really. I I really thought it was more that Jack was the one that was tying everyone together. Uh, In all honesty, I intentionally didn't target Tommy and Christy at that point in time because I thought when this group broke up that there was a possibility that I may be able to get in with, with Tommy and Christy and, and form form another group where we could perhaps take over the game uh, at that point. I was, was trying to be very careful about who I was going to target and not target at HOH based on who I thought I could work with going forward. And as I said, I, I already knew that Tommy and Christy saw me as a threat, but I was hoping that they would see me as someone that better to work with than work against, and, and we may be able to put something together once the, the group blew up
1: hmm um unfortunately, though, even though you have you know the cards set up to get Jack out of the game, Christie has this power uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh and Jackson did tell you after Ovi left that Ovi had a power. Um, I had talked to you after the season and uh and and you had had told me something that you know sometimes you don't consider everything about like the perspective in the house, but you actually you told me that you didn't necessarily believe him that you didn't know if, yeah. if you could believe him or not.
0: Yeah, Jackson came in and told me that Ovi had whispered as he walked out the door that, that he had this power. But he had just gotten through also telling me that this was part of some grand plan to vote me out, to, to preserve Nicole and I both for this alliance. And then I thought it was very strange that, that Ovi would have told Mickey this uh, right as he's going out the door because Ovi didn't tell me that. Now, as I think back, I think Ovi had whispered in my ear and probably, but he probably told me that that he had won this power, but I didn't hear him, and I didn't realize that until we talked later. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, why would Ovi tell Mickey this and not tell me that? I already know that Mickey's trying to spin things right now to cover his ass a little. And so, yeah, when he told me that, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I'm buying that or not, Mickey.
1: Yeah, well, to be fair, the the story about whispering it in his ear was totally fake uh, because uh. O- Ovi Ovi had pitched... Uh, This was actually during 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 week one Ovi pitched last minute to Jack and Jackson. He told them I won the power and I will use it to help you guys. They ran it straight to Tommy and Christy. Um, and who decided to to ultimately uh, continue to send Ovi out the door. Um, and, then-
0: and see, I wish Ovi had told me that. If I right? if he had told me he had the power, I would know a lot more about what was going on. And Christy telling me later that, oh, I just had the suspicion that Ovi may have won it. And that's why I sent him home. Well, it wasn't a suspicion. Apparently, he had told everyone except for me. So, yeah, once again, a little bit out of the loop at that point in time.
1: Yeah, he talked to the cameras a couple times afterward, like, uh, oh, I feel bad not telling Cliff. But, you know, in case he made it back in this, he didn't want to. I, I, I don't remember his exact reasons, to be honest. Um, but uh, but he he did feel bad about it at the very least.
0: Well, Ovi and I have to have a little discussion about that. I'm going to give him a hard time because uh, there were a lot of people that were blamed. I guess it's good he told someone because there were a lot of people that thought I'd won the power. I kept saying I've been around oil fields for so long. My sense of smell is gone. There's no way y'all should think that I have the power. But I still saw people looking at me a little bit funny. And if they think you've got a power that just makes you that much more of a target. So I'm glad he told someone. I just wish he told me as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, so Christie has the diamond power veto and that information is out there at this point. And then Jackson is going to win the veto. And that means that Christie can use her power. Jackson can then nominate Bella uh, in his place. And Bella will go home because as you tried to get, you tried to talk to Cat, you tried to talk to Jess, but yeah. they were just not on board to vote Jack out uh, if Bella was an option. Um, how did you feel about that at the time? Because it really felt like that should have been an option for them
0: to, to vote out Jack. Yeah, yeah, I was a, I was a little disappointed. I, I knew that there was they they had their issues with Bella and all of that, but from a long term strategic standpoint. I really felt like Jack was such a huge target that I was hoping others would would agree with that and identify the same thing and and make that vote to, to make it happen. But, yeah, I just as I started talking to him more and more, it just didn't seem like that was the way that they were leaning. And so I had to start considering different options.
1: Right. And so the option that you ultimately uh, go with is that you have a conversation with christy um and she tells you all this stuff about jackson and she tells you that she doesn't really want to have she doesn't want to use the power but she she really needed to get from you that uh that you would be on board with her uh if she did use the power something along those lines um can you run me through the this this conversation with christy it's probably uh, one of the more controversial decisions made in the game. Uh, so, run me through your thought process here.
0: Amazing that I'm involved in all the controversial decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we talked, and I know Christy was talking about how she she could use it and and put someone up, and but she kind of wanted to use it for herself, and that she had felt pressured by by Jack, I guess, in that week one to to put people up, but. She had to protect herself and we talked a lot and eventually I think I'm the one that actually suggested that hey if I if I put up Bella myself, can can y'all give me some protection and and some safety and and maybe uh keep me good for a while? And she jumped all over that. And my thinking was a couple of things. Uh during that conversation I learned that it's not just that she had the power, but more importantly, she had told everyone that she had the power. If she had stayed quiet and I was the only one that knew, I probably wouldn't have done it. I probably would have just said, "Hey, stay quiet. I, you know you can save the power to use it on yourself later if you need it, but I'm sending Jack out the door, and that would have we would have perhaps been able to get some votes, maybe make something happen. Um, but the fact that I knew that she had told everyone that she had it, and I just got the feeling that Christie in that house was very she didn't want a lot of people upset with her it seemed like she was it was very important that she have uh support uh from other people and and that everyone else liked her as much as possible and i just wasn't certain enough that with everyone else knowing that they wouldn't put enough pressure on her that she would end up using it anyway uh just because they all knew that she had it so my thinking was if she's going to use it then then whether I put up Bella or she does it herself, either way, Bella's going up. And if I can buy a few weeks of, of safety, because again, it's a matter of me just being patient enough until this this alliance implodes. So if I can buy a few weeks of, of safety with it, then uh, then so much the better. Plus, she only had two more weeks left. Now. I know she wanted to, to potentially save it so she could protect herself. If this had been something that was going to last for the next four weeks or six weeks, then it may have been worth calling her bluff and forcing her to, to flush that power, uh, to flush the power out by making her use it. But knowing there were only a couple of weeks left anyway, and that I basically could buy protection for those couple of weeks, made me think that that was, uh, that was a safer, safer approach to go. Uh, and again, I, I was still thinking there was a possibility to maybe work with Christy and Tommy, and I felt like this was buying a little bit of credit with them uh, by making this agreement with her.
1: Yeah. Um, it was, you know, a lot of people were hoping that you would go back on your word, that you were <laughs> tricking her into yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um,
0: and you know what? I thought about it. I mean, maybe not seriously, but, but I did realize that I could easily because she had to tell by 11 o'clock on eviction day or nomination day, or I guess veto ceremony day, she had to announce whether she was going to use the power or not. So it easily could have been me then. Once Mickey pulled himself off, put her put her up and, and do something with it. But my concern was if I did that, yeah, I could get either Jack or Christy sent home. But at that point in time, I knew the only way to survive through the end of this game was going to be making a lot of deals. I wasn't going to be this massive challenge competitor, things like that. It was going to have to be making deals. And if I did that to Christy, I was worried that no one would ever be able to trust me or take me at my word for any deals going forward. And that, yeah, I could send out someone that's powerful in the house, but I was just really worried that people, you know, Tommy, Sis, the other people in that alliance, that they easily could then turn around and go after me as a target just for backstabbing Christy like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, I think the way that things played out, you probably would have gone home the following week um, if you had done that. Uh, I mean, I, I can tell you this was such a controversial decision. Uh, at first, I was saying I think it's, it's a really close decision, but I would, I would backstab her. I would go for it. Um, that's what I want to see. But I thought about it more and I came to the conclusion that I actually did feel like it was probably the better move to go ahead with what you were doing. Um, and I was talking about that on a morning update when, uh, when Derek Lavasser, uh, decided to call in and we debated about your move. Oh. Uh, okay. He felt, he felt that you have to force christy to use her power to burn it um and i felt like uh the uh the the social capital that you got from making the deal was worth it because the power just it wasn't actually that useful um and it was only two more weeks so um there's a lot of back and forth it was a very interesting discussion uh ultimately though i do feel like the results panned out in a way that made the thing work i mean i don't know how privy you were to a lot of these conversations but especially when you were up on the block against cat it was kind of a close call there uh, for for a long uh, way uh, and a lot of people just said you know what though cliff is good to his word we can trust cliff at his word um and so we know we know that if cliff promises us we're good um and so that was a big reason why you why you stayed that week and why you were able to make deals with people moving forward
0: Yeah, and and I knew that was going to be the case. And I know that big Taco Tuesday blow up we had, there were conversations between Christy and Nick about Christy said, Cliff was good for his word. You knew that he wouldn't have done what you wanted to do, Nick. And so I knew that making that move and and not not backstabbing Christy like that made a lot of people a lot more comfortable working with me and and trusting what I said. And I had to have that in the game because I knew I wasn't going to be protected every week, uh, that I wasn't going to win a whole lot of challenges. So I had to have people that felt like they could believe in me. So, no, I, I don't regret that decision. That was hard because I really wanted Jack out of the house. I mean, I really wanted to make my big move, get him gone. Uh, but again, as we said, it was only two weeks of extra power that she had. So I wasn't so worried about trying to flush the power out because of that. It was really me having to back off on, on going after the target that I really wanted. But It just seemed to make the most sense for my game.
1: Mm-hmm. so uh so ultimately you decide to put bella up you have to break that news to uh to bella and to nick nick was was pretty upset at first um but uh you know he he got over it well um, he put me on the
0: block to begin with so you know i feel like yeah. uh you know a quid pro pro kind of deal i've he couldn't get too upset with me considering what he'd done the week before
1: fair um so uh so Bella is then going to go up on the block um this is when Nicole had uh I think I already told you about this Nicole had such a sweet moment uh going up into the HOH room um you know picked up uh, a photo of your family and said she was so proud of you wanted to sit in the final two with you very sweet
0: I that, that girl I'm so glad I aligned with her and uh uh, she she played such an amazing game and, and I'm so proud of her, and I hope she's proud of me and you uh, know just a lot of respect, both directions,
1: yeah um, you also had a conversation with Cat where you confirmed again like we're really not gonna vote out jack um because Nick felt very confident that he had cat's vote um and, but you kind of knew the didn't um, and so you talked to Cat, and you talked to her about the fact that Christy. Had spilled a lot of information about Jackson, and she kind of confirmed that, like, yeah, there's a lot of tension there, and you, you two, kind of planned together at that point uh you never really coordinated all that much but from that point forward the next couple of weeks um in a lot of the ways that Nicole was working against grateful in the first couple of weeks and you know using the cracks that were there to to widen those gaps um you and and Cat were really working both sides of six shooters uh yeah. talking to Jackson and Holly and talking to Christy and and kind of fueling that fire is that something that you were really working on in these weeks
0: yeah, it was. And I think Kat, uh, because we were both on the block the first week and I'd spent some time consoling Kat, she was very upset when she was on the block. And and uh, we got into that whole joke about, you know, both from Texas, uh, that I was her dad, she was my daughter, that whole little thing we kidded about. So uh, we did get closer as we went on. And yeah, I think we started seeing some, some common goals and, and some common strategies, I suppose, of trying to work within that group and figuring out where where there were opportunities that maybe we could exploit. So I, I don't know that it was anything that we we verbally stated out loud. It was just a matter of us both trying to see where we could go with it. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, so Bella is ultimately evicted this week. Uh, your, your HOH did not succeed in the way that you wanted it to. However, you are now back in the good graces of the major alliance. And they also now trust you at your word, and you are kind of feeding them little bits of information here and there um, as the uh, the game moves forward. Um, so Holly's going to win the next H O H, and I'm yeah, I'm uh, glad
0: I didn't do that competition. That would have been a tough <laughs> one for me.
1: Um, and so um, it's at this time uh, after Holly wins, actually, that Cat uh, actually. Betrays the Cliffs Angels and tells Holly about Cliffs Angels, yeah. um, and so this is yeah, this is the connection that uh, could have been disastrous for your game. Um, that Cat actually uh, knew Holly from from outside, and uh, and and you were not aware of this.
0: I had no clue. I, I knew they had been in similar circles with some energy drink companies and things like that, but I had no clue, and I really didn't know that. The cat was going back and spilling the beans about stuff either. So uh, bad cat, bad cat. But no, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, that could have been a a lot more disastrous than it was. There, There were a lot of people talking to a lot of different people in that house.
1: Mm hmm. Um, So uh, so luckily, Holly actually felt at this time that uh, she was just just enough skeptical of the rest of the six shooters and felt good enough about you that she didn't want to spill any of this information. She actually wanted to pull you and the rest of Cliff's Angels in. Um, And so. She's is going to target uh, Nick and Sam with the hopes that she can get Nick out of the game. Um, but she did consider putting up Nicole because, uh, if, if, well, we'll have to, you know, ask Cat at some point. But Cat was really trying to get Nicole on the block um, oh. and and telling uh, telling Holly that Nicole was not to be trusted. Still really? don't understand where that came from.
0: No, that's that's completely news to me. I had no clue.
1: Yeah. Um, so uh, it, but but then ultimately, she's going to volunteer for the block, uh, which is also kind of a, a strange decision. <laughs> um, so uh, so Nick is going to win the veto, take himself down. There's a lot of back and forth about should Nicole go on the block. Should uh, um, should should somebody else go on the block to to essentially send uh, Sam home? Um, and and Kat was the person who had volunteered, so it's Nicole or Cat. And Holly really wanted to take a shot at Nicole, but uh, but there was a lot of pushback from Tommy and Christy. Uh, what what were you doing at this time?
0: Just trying to make sure it wasn't me going on the block. I, think. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't know. I I actually didn't realize that. I when I talked to Holly. She had made it sound like it was pretty much a done deal that Kat was going to go up, but there was zero chance that Kat was going home, that it was straight up Nick that was was heading out the door. And uh, as I said before, I kind of tried to work with Nick, but I didn't think it was going to happen at that point in time. Uh, Bella had just gone home the the week before, so I really didn't have a huge issue with it. I I thought it was okay if if Nick was going out the door.
1: Mm -hmm. So. You, uh, you had a conversation with Nicole, uh, where, you know, you guys now had a lot of information, uh, between Christy, between Jackson, that they were kind of starting to target in one another, um, or at least not trust one another. Um, and, uh, this is when you told Nicole, like, uh, the, the split is coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: got, we just have to be ready to take advantage.
0: That's right. And I knew it was kind of Christy had spilled some beans on how she was a little upset with Mickey during our conversation when I was HOH. And so mm-hmm. I knew there was some animosity between the two. And yeah, as we got further into it, I could see it happening more and a little sniping back and forth. And uh, yeah, that was the opportunity that we were waiting for.
1: You also had some conversations with Nick. Nick was starting to say that he wanted to get back in with the six and with Tommy um, and he wanted to kind of bring you along um, because he felt he felt close to you. even though he was disappointed with the decision as HOH he still felt close to you um and uh and he was actually not super great with Nicole still at this point um but it was, you know, you actually you know, were telling Nick, like, hey, we need we need to bring Nicole along with wherever we go. Um, and you also were telling Nick that, like, we can't just jump on board. We need to, like, split these people up first. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you remember that conversation?
0: Uh, yeah, but all, in all honesty, not so much. I remember some <laughs> general general impressions. But, yeah, lots of conversations over the last hundred days.
1: Or so. Yeah. <laughs> I I do think that going back, looking at this conversation, I think this was actually the uh, the real kicking off point for the Nick and Nicole relationship. Um, prior to this conversation, he had been you know not super on board with Nicole, um, and uh, he starts to talk with Nicole after this conversation. Says, uh, gives her some information. He even warned her that uh, sis was kind of coming for her at the time. Um, and so uh, that was, I don't know, that was just kind of interesting to me. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's funny to think that you don't pick up or, or you don't hear while while you're in the house. And uh, yeah, and I know Nick was talking to me about trying to join up. And to some degree, you never say no when someone offers to bring you into a group or whatever. But I didn't want to start losing all the other people I was working with, the Cliffs Angels and such as well. So uh, it was... It was a it was tough trying to work with so many sides all at once. And I think Nick and I were both doing it to some degree.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe this is also at least the chat is telling me this was the have not week um, that that Jackson was a have not. Um, and this has been uh, people are very, very still up in arms about this. Uh, I asked Jackson straight up in the yep. backyard. Uh, d- did you eat in the shower? Uh, and he said, no. Um, but a lot of people, they, you know, there's video out there. A lot of people feel very strongly that Jackson was cheating as a have not. Uh, do you have an opinion on this?
0: I have no clue whether he was cheating or not. I was, I was not privy to him while he was in the shower. Uh, I will only say this, that if, if eating was occurring when you were have not, then I would hope that it would be recognized, called out and appropriate punishments applied. Uh, I don't think anyone should be above the law and the rules, and we all knew exactly what it meant to be a have not and be on slop so yeah i've I hope it was applied i hope it would have been applied if that was truly the case, but I have no idea whether whether he was eating in a shower or not. It certainly was never mentioned to me uh at any point during the game.
1: Did you, did you notice like a difference in, in Jackson during the have not week? I know it was a very difficult, uh, time for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, well that actually was my HOH week when he was the have not, that was the first week we did the the have nots and, uh, oh yeah, I definitely noticed a difference. He was, he was grumpy the whole time. He was, uh, (laughs) he had a lot of flatulence, (laughs) flatulence everywhere he went. Uh, he was not the most fun person to be around. Um yeah you know the sloth apparently isn't the most fun thing in the world to be on
1: mm, yeah i uh i i wonder i wonder about the shower thing if uh if it like uh i don't know how much production can like uh like uh talk about your time in the shower
0: yeah I don't know and uh it seems like there were a whole lot of questionable things that happened in i h o h shower this particular season uh <laughs> Yeah, I uh, did you
1: I, avoid any all stools in the house?
0: You know, that stool, yeah, I felt like we needed biohazard tape around it after, <laughs> after hearing some of the adventures and everything else. I, I intentionally did not take a shower in that HOH <laughs> shower until I won HOH, and not because I had heard anything, but just because I felt like. I didn't want to do anything until I had earned it. So I wasn't going to take advantage of that shower until I was HOH. So when I got in, took a shower, man, it's fantastic. After that, I would occasionally go up and use it. But yeah, I always avoided <laughs> I always avoided that stool and, and tried to make sure it was pushed as far into the corner as possible and, and tried not to think about just uh, what else may have been, been happening in, in that shower at, at that point in time. But yeah, there's... Uh, there's no camera that I know of that that points into the shower, and so eh, who knows what may or may not be happening there, whether it's regards to romantic interludes or or eating forbidden foods. I I don't know, and I don't want to know.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh So it's at the end of this week. It's uh it's the infamous day forty four. Um, Sam had made a pitch early the the day before, uh, throwing Christie under the bus. A lot of Sam's story lined up with a lot of the things that you had been dropping to Holly and Jackson um, along the way over the last week or so because of what Christy had told you. Um, And so things were clicking. Jackson actually wanted to keep Sam at that point, but they couldn't because Kat knew Holly. Um, And so...
0: I didn't realize that was...
1: Yeah, he, right. he he was pushing hard. He was like, no, we need to keep Sam. Um, but Holly was like, oh, I wish I had put up Nicole, because if I had, then Nicole could go. But it's cat up on the block, so I can't get rid of cat. Um, and so so Jackson actually went to Jack um, and he let Jack know. about everything he learned about Christy, um, little did he know, Jack was actually closer with Tommy than he was with Jackson. So Jack went to Tommy. Tommy tried to put a stop to it. He yeah. tried to uh, use the, the good old uh, scapegoat strategy, said, uh, no, it's all Cliff's fault. Don't listen. Um, and uh, that did not work, though, because, uh, again, everything lined up with what Cat was saying. You were saying Sam was saying. Yeah. So it was the next morning that Jackson talked to Jack and he he told Jack. We know Kat's not lying because she knows Holly. Um, And Jack freaked out. He told Tommy. Tommy freaked out because, you know, if anyone knows how dangerous that is in the game, it's going to be Tommy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So Tommy tries to flip the vote. uh, But ultimately... It fails. Um, also, uh, I, I forgot, of course, to put in your contribution to this. Um, a big part of, of what what clicked for Holly was her going to you, um, and she really needed to confirm with you because she had been talking with you about Christy, and you'd been, you had know, been again dropping those hints. She yeah. asks you, like, "Can we trust Christy?" Essentially, and you, you, this is your this is your chance, and you uh, took the opportunity to be like, "You can't." uh she uh, she told me that Jackson was the uh, rogue vote yeah. um you know she 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 says all this she said all this crap about you did did you did you sense that this was like your opportunity were you waiting for the for a moment to drop yeah. this information
0: yeah i uh i don't know if it's so much waiting for a moment but i had the information and i i saw the cracks developing i, I figured this was a uh An opportune time to maybe drop a few items here and there and uh, let people start pointing their their guns at each other and and go after each other in the group instead of those of us who were outside the group. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So uh, that really solidified it for Holly. Things blow up. The flip is stopped. Sam goes. Did you have a preference here between Sam and Kat at this point? I mean, I know you were aligned with Kat.
0: Yeah, I, it was tough because I didn't want either one of them to go. Sam and I were tight. Sam and I had tried to to play, I think, a little bit of a similar game in terms of get within the groups and all. Uh, at one point, Nicole and I even had said, "Well, maybe, maybe we do stick with Sam," just because I felt like Sam was a little bit more stable. Cat uh, could could tend to be a little little high, little low in terms of emotions from day to day, and uh, and I already knew that Cat had gone. And, and talk to people she 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 oftentimes as soon as she got suspicious of something seems like she'd be talking to people asking questions and spilling the beans so uh, I, I did feel like sam was was a little bit more stable perhaps, but I felt closer to Kat from an alliance standpoint, uh, especially with regards to, to nicole also so at the end, as much as I hated it, probably sam w- was a bit more of a preference for me to send out the door. Yes. Yeah, so
1: Sam goes and then Jess wins the next HOH. You make sure to get in her ear about like, uh, we got to make sure we do the right thing here. Um, yeah. it doesn't take too much convincing though. Jack and Jackson, uh, end up on the block. Uh, you guys need to work with Jackson Holly. You know that, uh, that, you know, they are, uh, are kind of being split from the group at this point. Um, it's a very similar HOH to your initial one where it was Nick and, and Ho- Nick and Bella at first. Now it's Jackson and Holly. Um, Were you concerned at all about these initial nominations, though, with Jackson and Jack on the block that either maybe the vote could flip and Jackson could go home or more dangerously, the power that you left in the game uh, might be used in a similar way um, to uh, to potentially, you know, mess things up.
0: Yeah, I I was concerned about that. It came down to the veto competition. And so uh, when we did that, that tossed in space, I was definitely you cheer everyone on outwardly but I was definitely cheering against uh Jack and uh and Mickey uh on that competition because if one of them had won then sure it's a possibility that that Christie could have then used her power and and pulled off uh I I I knew that she wouldn't pull pull Mickey off but if uh if if she wanted to pull Jack off then that was certainly a uh a possibility so yeah, that was a that was a huge fear on my part. And, and fortunately, uh, Jessica did what I couldn't do. And she also won the veto, was able to keep those nominations the same, which negated Christy's power completely.
1: Did you consider trying to get two of the, you know, remaining four six shooters on the block instead of having one off the block so that you would have the numbers regardless of whether Christy used her power?
0: Uh. Explain that again, I'm not sure I follow that.
1: <laughs> so the what what sort of part of what made it dangerous was that um if uh if say, you know if any of Christy, Tommy, sis, or Jack won the veto, Christy could use her power uh to put up you or Nicole or yeah. whoever um up next to Jackson, and then they would decide between Jackson and you uh or Nicole or whoever which of them went home. Whereas if Jack and say Tommy or sis were on the block. Uh, no matter what happens with the veto, no matter who Christie decides to put up, you guys still have the numbers theoretically to, uh, to evict whoever remained on the block.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. I'm glad I did. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't think of it while I was in there. I may have even been that more uh, fearful of what was going to go on. No, I, uh, I think when I went up and talked to Jessica right after she, she won, she, she, she very much wanted it to be her HOH. Mm-hmm. She, she didn't really take a, a, I mean, you said that I was getting in her ear, but I felt like she really wasn't taking a lot of input from me or, or anyone else. And so I, I don't know that I had a lot of say in the matter. The fact that, that Mickey and Jack were going up, that that was enough for me and just to hope that that veto uh, went the right direction. Obviously, Jack is who I wanted to go home. By that point, Mickey was showing enough of, of his competition and all of that, that even if if he had gone home over Jack, that wouldn't have been my preference, but it it wouldn't have broken my heart either uh, because I was seeing how how powerful he was in these competitions.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, so Jess wins the veto you're going to be able to send Jack home. He tries to campaign to you in particular because you're a deals man. He tries to offer you a deal, uh, you know, with uh, three, three or four weeks of safety, um, and like different stipulations. It was very funny. You talked <laughs> to Nicole about it. Uh, her response was, what is he God. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: yeah that, you know, and I'm sure because I'd made the deal with Christie for two weeks of safety. He assumed that I was all about trying to stay safe until the end. I, I get that, but, there's a couple of things. One, three or four weeks of safety, that's a lot to be promising anyone. You know Whether I could count on him or anyone else in that group to actually go through with it, I, I didn't know that for certain. But beyond that, that safety was going to be at the expense of Cliffs Angels and everyone else who wasn't part of that group, and I wasn't willing to sacrifice all of them just in exchange for me lasting uh, a little bit longer into this game. I really didn't want to I wasn't playing to be come in sixth place, or, or however I would have ended up by, by getting a, a few more weeks of protection. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't any way I was going to do that. Do that deal. Uh, plus the fact he was he was the one I wanted out initially. I was so disappointed that I didn't get him out during my HOH. There wasn't any way I was going to let him slide during a second nomination and not have him going home.
1: Yeah. Were you concerned uh, about like uh, leading him on for so long? You know, ultimately, sis was really pissed at you. Uh, You know, it was very fresh in her mind. Come the next uh, H.O.H. And she was really trying to make you the target when Tommy won.
0: I'm sure she was. I could tell it when I told her. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, I had very mixed feelings. On the one hand, when he told me he was offering me three or four weeks, I didn't want to just laugh at him say, "Hell, oh, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to do that." Yeah, uh, you know, I, I did want to play him along a little bit so there was less time for them to try to spin other things and, and maybe put other deals together that could potentially impact myself or Nicole or anyone else in the group. So, uh, yeah, I let him on a little bit and said, "I'm trying to consider it," and I tried to negate that a little bit by by also saying, "I will let you know. I'm not going to make this some big surprise in, in the eviction." And so I did come to him. the day of eviction and told him and told sis and uh yeah i could tell and the way sis responded of that she was she was not happy uh at that point in time i didn't know how much of it was because i strung them along and how much of it was just because i was sending him home in the first place but yeah she wasn't real happy with me
1: yeah uh so tommy wins the next hoh and he is going to put you and cat on the block. And this is this is Tommy's opportunity. It's his one opportunity. Sure. He really didn't want to lose to you. He always he, he knew that you were a threat. He didn't want to have. He he knew that you were dangerous. But cat was also very dangerous. She might know Holly. She was also the bridge between Cliff's Angels and Holly and Jackson at that time. Um, and so it did make a lot of sense for him to take cat out of the game. He was targeting cat over you. You wouldn't have been upset if you had gone home instead. Um, but there's a bit of a wrench that's thrown in that plan when America's field trip happens. Uh, and that was a, a brief period of, of hope, I think, for you guys.
0: Well, in the worst situation was that when that field trip came up uh, and, and the three people that were nominated, we spent a lot of time saying, is this good or bad? You know, one person gets safety, but then you've got a punishment and someone's someone's nominated. And We weren't sure whether that was a gift that we were getting or, or something that the, the the American public was punishing you with by giving you that vote. Um, but it was kind of a worse situation for me when Mickey won that competition because I had thought that there was a chance that, that he would be a bigger target for Tommy uh, and that he could have been up uh, instead of myself. Well, once Mickey was safe, then it didn't surprise me at all that that I then found myself on the block.
1: Mm. so uh it's around this time your relationship with with nick is paying off and again your reputation for being good to your word is paying off because uh nick wants to try and merge his two groups together you and nicole with uh tommy christy and sis and he wants to put together this six deal uh it's a new six and um and christy and sis feel like you know what we, we really trust Cliff for his word. If he promises us, if he gives us his word, then we're good. Uh, we'll feel comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, and so Nick approaches you about it. You are, of course, on board because it's going to help you stay in yeah, the game. Yeah, stay alive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you have Nicole's vote, or at least it seems so at first. So it seems like you should be good. However, Kat is campaigning a lot obviously tommy wins the veto in this time takes christy off that's not gonna go anywhere um but uh cat is gonna campaign she really makes an emotional plea to nicole which actually gets nicole starting to feel like i feel bad for cat she's actually starting to consider keeping cat at least uh to jess um and then you have a conversation with her where you explain this deal and she doesn't love it because it excludes Jess, and she feels bad about that. So uh, she actually tells Jess about the deal, which then blows everything up. So I don't know how much of that like you, you've you've like heard about yet. Um, well,
0: yeah, I heard a little bit later. Nicole said that she actually was the one that told Jess. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I thought Jess had just overheard some discussions. Yeah, that was outside the excuse. Outside the RV. And I'm laying in bed outside and uh, laying in bed outside the RV. And I don't remember who it was that woke me up, said, uh, there's a lot of yelling and screaming in the boat room. You may want to, uh, you may want to come listen. It's like, oh, my gosh, uh, middle of the night kind of arguments never go well. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. And. Uh, yeah, when Nick came to me with that deal. I really didn't want to turn against Mickey and Holly necessarily. And I knew that I'd be the low, low person on the totem pole with this new group with Tommy. But when someone comes to you and says, Hey, if you're willing to join this group, we'll, uh, uh we can protect you and keep you from going home this week. I wasn't going to say no, because I really wasn't sure where the votes were. I, I, Kat had her hands in so many different groups. It seems like in terms of talking to people and all, and I just wasn't sure what maybe was going on with that. So yeah, I was going home for it. And, uh, yeah, it, it it turned into quite the conversation after that.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of talk at this time about you and and your word and uh, that if you had given your word to stay true to this deal for longer than just one week, if it had been a final six deal, would you have been willing to betray that? Because obviously that's not a great group for you if you get all the way down to six. Yep. Um, so what, what, what's the answer to that?
0: Well, here's the the beautiful part about that deal. Tommy had promised, maybe Holly, maybe Mickey, I'm not sure who, he had promised someone that he wasn't going to be forming any kind of alliances or groups while he was HOH. So when they approached me, they said, look, we are not forming. All we're doing is promising you safety at this point uh, and, and getting you to promise that you will go off after Mickey and Holly this week. Once this week is over, then let's talk about forming an alliance with us six And but it's not happening right now. It's only happening after the H.O.H. We're not doing anything now. I said, hey, that works for me. That means I don't have to promise to be in this group of six or anything else until after the eviction vote is held and I'm safe. So uh, would I have honored that? Uh, I probably would have honored going after Mickey and Holly. uh, But as far as joining that final six, No, I I didn't really want to do that. Uh, I would have reevaluated once we had the vote and and waited to see who won the HOH and made my decisions based on that. But I didn't feel any obligation. I hadn't promised that I would join that six or do anything other than going after Mickey and Holly if I won this very next HOH.
1: Yeah. Uh, So. Ultimately, as everything blows up because she has just found out about the deal. Um now Kat knows that she's going home. She's blowing up Cliff's Angels. Uh and and then she is very upset with you. She says she's disappointed in you. Um tell tell me about that whole situation.
0: Yeah, I gosh, it, it there was that that's troubling for me. I I get that she was upset that uh that Jess wasn't being included in this deal. Uh, but unfortunately, what I wanted to tell her at the time and I couldn't was that, yeah, Cliffs Angels, we, we were trying to work together, but I had a final two with Nicole well before I had a, a final four or final three with Cliffs Angels. And my ultimate goal was to keep myself safe and to keep Nicole safe. And getting into this group seemed like it guaranteed us a little bit more safety going forward. Um, and also, I also, I wanted to say that whether, Jess was in this group of six or not didn't mean that I still didn't have some connections to her and that Nicole and I if we were in the group still wouldn't have, still wouldn't have been able to to have some influence on on keeping Jess safe and maybe getting targets pointed elsewhere so yeah I uh it's not that I was throwing Jess under the bus but I was trying to do everything possible for, possible to protect my game and Nicole's game with the understanding that Again, it it wasn't an alliance that I'd actually agreed to, and I did have the opportunity. Hopefully, if I did participate more with those people, to to keep Jess a little bit safer than than if I wasn't involved with that group.
1: Yeah, did you try to like? Uh, did you think about trying to like play up the fact that the cat was so mad at you, and that that maybe it would be a a good thing for anybody that sat next to you in the final two?
0: No, I really didn't. I. Uh... <laughs> I maybe mean, later I did. Yeah, I spent a lot of time later when we got further into the game, when we were talking about jury votes a little bit, saying things like, oh, man, Kat, you, know, you heard her call me out in the uh, in the eviction speech. That's I hope. And I didn't say so much about jury votes, but just saying I'm afraid Kat may never talk to me again when we got out of this house, hoping people would also assume that it, it had to do with jury votes if we got to that point.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Kat's evicted, you're safe jackson wins the next hoh uh now you had just made a deal to work against him so you had to do some big damage control um and this is really you know this for the next few weeks it's really just about really you you versus tommy in the sense of like who can get jackson most on board with them um and and you really ended up Coming away the, the winner in that battle, um, you know, doing this damage control with Jackson, uh, getting him on your side, pulling Nicole in as well. Um, it's, it's, uh, tell me more about that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, uh, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Um, yeah, it was tough from a damage control standpoint. Uh, I just made this promise. I went to Mickey as soon as the competition was over and said, Hey, I just want you to know I made an agreement to go after you. I, I did it to stay on the block. I, I hope you understand. Uh, understand that if you put me on the block, then, um, then you know I I, I understand. I get it. And uh, he said, "No, I, you're not my target. You know, if you go on the block, then then so be it." And. Um, uh, and but but he really didn't identify me as a as bigger target at, at that point in time, which was fine with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jackson goes after Christie, uh, which leads to the whole Taco Tuesday si- situation. Um, but really, for the next few weeks, it's it's a lot of you getting in with Jackson, and Holly, solidifying the final four. Um, and kind of like uh, allowing them to call the shots in terms of who goes home um, was like what was was your game plan just to, just to to hang in there and, and hope that the uh, the shot uh, a shot would be taken at Jackson Holly at some point
0: yeah, that was it i uh, I came into this game really thinking I was going to have as I said earlier, have someone that was a bigger target than myself that could win some challenges that I could support, but eventually someone would come after them and kind of free free them up get them out of the game well he was such a strong competitor that just never seemed to be happening and so uh yeah it was just me trying to to survive and and let him take the shots and hoping someone would get a chance to take a shot at him later
1: yes well ultimately it comes down to the double eviction uh that you and nicole have to make the decision which which side are you going to side with uh jackson holly or uh christy and tommy um you make the decision to side with jackson holly nicole is going to win that hoh she's going to to target christy um that's another one of the decisions that people question is this the right call did you go with the right pair um can you tell me more about that call
0: yeah it it was funny that week everyone's pointing fingers at each other and we're all telling one couple that we're going after the other couple telling the other couple that we're going after the other one. And everyone's doing the same thing. Uh, at the end, yeah. From my viewpoint, I felt much closer connection to Mickey and Holly than I did to Tommy and Christy. Uh, I knew that both of them had been targeting, had been targeting me. And so, uh, I I was really afraid that, um, uh, sorry, I was afraid they were going to come after me uh, very quickly if the two of them were still left in the game with Mickey and Holly. I felt I had a little more protection from them. And the other part of it too, was that I really, we all were anticipating a lot more mental uh, competitions coming up versus physical competitions uh, towards the end. And so I knew how strong, uh, uh Tommy and, and Christy were on the middle competitions. I'd watched them studying that memory wall, the, the dates they had down perfectly. And so yeah, no it we talked back and forth, but Nicole and I were both on board with, with getting out Christy and Tommy as opposed to uh as opposed to Mickey and Holly at that point in time.
1: Did you consider throwing that double eviction HOH and and letting, you know, Tommy or or Christy win?
0: Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, We we both consider that and just letting them take shots at each other. But Nicole wanted to win an HOH so bad. Uh, We both were thinking that we wanted to try to build resumes as much as possible. And we decided we're just going to go for it and and let us have control over the action uh, at the end rather than just leaving it up to someone else. Mm -hmm. Plus, the other thing, too, is I'd already heard that Tommy and Christy and Mickey and Holly had some kind of an agreement. With each other, I didn't know how solid it was or not, but I knew they had talked and potentially had an alliance. Last thing I wanted to do was have one or the other win, and then they target Nicole or myself.
1: Yeah, uh, we were talking earlier that uh, you know you you were forming this, uh, this final four alliance with Jackson and Holly with Nicole. Um, now Nicole was really hesitant to join that alliance, uh, throughout most of the, you know, few weeks that Jackson and Holly were trading those HOHs off. Um, but, uh, but ultimately it came together, uh, to the double eviction where the decision was made to side with Jackson and Holly. And you mentioned that you were anticipating more mental competitions moving yes. forward. Uh, and I can tell you, I, I did the same. Uh, I, w- I was saying, I feel like it's the right call to side with Jackson and Holly because Christy and Tommy are probably better at mental competitions right. than Jackson and Holly. And they're less loyal to Cliff and Nicole. If, uh, it, it is of my opinion that if you had decided to target Jackson and Holly or say Jackson goes home at the final yeah. six, Tommy almost definitely wins that BB, uh, flicks HOH. Um, I was just, I, I watched that competition. He would yeah. have been in the lead without Jackson there. Um, he would have targeted you, I sure. think. Um, Nicole might have won the veto but Nicole probably would have been on the block with you and so she would have just taken herself down you would have gone home and then the final four is Holly Nicole Tommy and Christy Uh, that's how I feel it would
0: have gone and that's my feel too and really I thought about when, when Nicole won the HOH and then I won the veto there was a consideration of I could go in and take Christy off the block which would then force Nicole to put up either Mickey or Holly and it would have been Mickey uh, and then Holly and, and Tommy would have obviously, or Holly and uh, Christy would have obviously voted for the other partners in the duos, which would have left the vote for me. And I could have gone ahead and sent Tommy home at that point in time because Tommy concerned me more than Christy did. Uh, and, and so I really would have preferred to see him go home. But Mickey and Holly and, and Nicole, all three really wanted to target Christy it, it was Nicole's HOH. I didn't want to, to be changing it up. So even though I would have preferred to see Christy uh, stay and Tommy go home, uh, I went ahead and kept it the way it was. But, yeah, I don't regret sending one of those two home over Mickey and Holly at that point because I I just didn't – I knew Mick, I knew Christy and Tommy both uh, had been going after me throughout most of the season, uh, and, and I couldn't count on them near as much as I could Mickey and Holly, yeah, and especially with the mental competitions that we thought were coming up.
1: Yeah, uh, which is definitely something, you know, I want to talk more about as we move forward. But, uh, you know, ultimately we see Christy go. Um, I know from the outside perspective, it did seem like Nicole would have leaned toward wanting to keep Christy as well and get rid of Tommy. Um, but you got you got a different sense from her?
0: I thought so. And maybe we'll talk later and find out. But I, I really felt like she and Tommy were starting to develop more of a, a relationship. Now, we had talked earlier, Christy, about doing this dream team that would have been her and Nicole and myself and you the know, dream team. Jess, Jess and Cat and all. And uh, that never went anywhere. Um, but, yeah, it just uh, I, I didn't get the impression at the time that she she really was ready for Tommy uh, to go. That She would have rather seen Christy.
1: Do you think it would have made a difference for you if Christy had been the one to stay
0: No, not really i uh well, I say that uh, perhaps because then when we got to the next week and instead of choosing between Tommy and Holly, if it was choosing between Holly and Christy, uh that might have gone a different direction because as smart as Christie was on on the memory comps and. Memorization, things like that, I still didn't feel quite as threatened by her as I did by Tommy. So, who's to say, perhaps?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that would have made a difference, though, considering the Final Four veto, which Jackson probably yeah. beats Christy at. And, uh, you know, and then who, who knows? Well, May, maybe he evicts uh, Christy there, but maybe Christy would have won the HOH. No.
0: Yeah, and that's the other part. Yeah, you know, well, there's so many variables once you get into it, but uh, if Christy had been there instead of Tommy, we'd sent Holly home. Mickey wins that veto competition he probably goes after me just for sending his his showman out the door and and I'm in the same position anyway
1: mm-hmm. uh, so Christy goes home you get to the final five uh, this was I think the the biggest moment here for jackson that he wins the bb flicks uh movie poster hoh um it was really the last opportunity i think that you guys would have had to take him out it was the only competition that had no physical component uh left in the game um and he is going to end up taking that one home uh if if he had lost this one and you had the opportunity would you have taken him out
0: yeah, I think I would have at that point in time. I, I think I had to uh, at that point because he was showing himself to be so strong. I still would have been worried with having Tommy in there, just you know, just just like before. And as it turns out, it, it kind of turned in. Well, let me put it this way: choosing between Tommy and Holly was a tough decision. Choosing between Tommy and Mickey was not a tough decision at all. Mickey was too strong. He'd won too many competitions. If I had the chance, he would have been gone in a heartbeat. If I'd gotten that BB flicks instead of him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Jackson is going to win that one, which means he's safe. He's going to put you and Tommy on the block. Uh, now he did intend to get rid of Tommy with these nominations. Uh, however, once Nicole wins the veto, uh she now has the opportunity to remove you from the block and force holly onto the block and nicole right away is like we gotta take the shot right
0: yeah she came in and woke me up i think maybe on that tuesday night monday night right after the uh, the nomination ceremony she said you know we have an opportunity here and uh yeah she was she was certainly looking at it from that direction
1: Hmm. Uh, so you initially were kind of not on board, but she kind of talks you into it um, for a little while, at least. Uh, what was your thought process with this idea?
0: Well, yeah, I, there was a part, and we talked about later in the week saying we're going to vote as a team. We're we're if either one of us votes to keep Holly then Mickey's a tiebreaker and it doesn't matter. And the other person could get thrown under the bus. So we made a decision that we're going to decide as a team, we're going to vote two Oh one way or the other. Um, and, and yeah, I, I was not so inclined to go that direction, but at the same time, Nicole is the one who won the veto competition. And I felt like that kind of served as a bit of a tiebreaker. If she and I had differing opinions about what way we needed to go. And if she really wanted to push that direction, uh, I would have done it. But Yeah, there were issues that that arose from from going one way or the other. Uh, I was extremely worried about having a situation where Mickey and Tommy were both in a Final Four situation because Tommy was so good at the memory competitions. Mickey was so good at the physical competitions. And it made me think that no matter what competition came up, there could be someone that that could easily beat uh, beat myself and potentially Nicole and and control uh, what was happening in the game. I also was worried I had heard little whispers that Tommy and Christy and Mickey and Holly had an alliance of some sort together uh, already, and I had noticed that Mickey had never put up Tommy on the block at any point in time. Uh, he also kind of blew up my game Mickey did by finding my my veto or, or my life preserver on the hide and go veto game, and I had, Mickey and I had talked about where we were going to hide those things, and I had told him it was going to be in the bathroom. And yet somehow he says he misunderstood and found it anyway. And it it made me very suspicious that he and Tommy had something perhaps going on that, that I wasn't aware of that could bite me if I kept Tommy uh, in the house. Um, Or I mean, if uh, yeah, if I kept Tommy in the house, Uh, the other thing too, is Nicole had noticed before the BB comics that uh, Tommy and Mickey had given each other thumbs up and, and seemed to be kind of, looking at each other like maybe they were working a little bit together. So all of those things made me a little bit nervous about a potential Tommy Mickey uh, relationship. The other thing was that Tommy was a lot closer to Nicole than he was to me. And my fear was that if Tommy was in the game and he won that coming up veto, the slingshot one, uh, that it wasn't going to be me that he was keeping. It was going to to be uh, Nicole uh, over me any day of the week. So, I, I was worried that she was tighter with Tommy. I was tighter with, with Holly uh, and Mickey. Uh, there, there were a lot of things. The other thing, too, was we did have an alliance with, with Mickey and Holly. If I broke that and sent Holly home, uh, I was afraid that Mickey would then take that personally against me because he, he thought I was tighter with him than anyone else and, and would immediately be coming for me as the primary target to kick out of the house uh, and not go to final three uh, at that point in time.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a tough call. And I can tell you that, you know, I I went back and forth on it. Uh, I, I my analysis was I don't think there's a right, a right answer to this to this decision. Um, I put out a, a Twitter poll um, and it was there were, I don't know, like uh, f- five or six thousand votes and it was 50 50. Well, that makes better. Um, Well, you know, and that was that was beforehand, right? Uh, then, of course, and what I said on the roundtable was poor Cliff and Nicole, because whatever they decide, if it doesn't work out, people are going to call them idiots, uh, yeah. which, you know,
0: well, <laughs> well and as, here we are. Idiot number one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and there are some other things, too. I, I really did feel tighter with Mickey and Holly. And if I stayed with them, uh, forget the promises they made and all of that if it came down to a final three, I felt like either one of them would take me ahead of Nicole. And so I could make it to final three. Now, looking back, is that guaranteed? Maybe not so much as I thought at the time, but I thought I had a, a final three. If, if I, if I just stuck with them, the other thing that worried me a lot was the fact that I had just heard about the, the Tommy Christie relationship. And um, there were two things with that. One, Tommy gave a lot more detail to Mickey and Holly about the, what that relationship was than when he talked to Nicole and I. With us, he very much downplayed it. It's just, you know, we knew each other before. With them, I heard a lot more details that he didn't tell us about just how tight the relationship was. So that's another reason I was a little suspicious about the communications between those two guys. Uh, But it also made me extremely nervous if I was going up in a final two against Tommy, and he did have Christy with this tight relationship in the house swaying all the rest of the jury. Uh, that it, it could certainly be a problem. And knowing there were so many of that Grateful Eight alliance that were sitting in that jury house, and I felt like they had more of a tight connection with Tommy than they perhaps did with Mickey at that point in time. Uh, and then the final deal was just that Tommy was uh, started acting a little bit sketchy at the very end of that. I know Nicole had said that he he wasn't hugging her like he had done before. He wasn't really looking her in the eye a little bit. We caught him. He told me this big story about how I just need to let you know that right before BB Comics, Holly gave me a hug and said, go win this veto. And I thought, oh, that seems like, you know, maybe they're working together a little bit. Well, then when I talked to Holly, it really sounded more like just what we all did all the time of giving everyone a hug, saying good luck on this thing. And it just seemed like Tommy was was getting caught up in, in some exaggerations of some things that were occurring that made me a little more nervous about where he was at in this game and and how trustworthy and honest he maybe actually was
1: yeah uh, can i can I ask about the uh the wall yeller um, yeah
0: yeah, it was uh, and I, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, but the fact that at least some of it's been revealed on live feeds, I feel more comfortable uh, discussing it uh, yeah, uh, uh Nicole and I were both out there, as was Tommy, and we heard. Some things mentioned, and we did hear it. Uh, it made me mad. Uh, we went into lockdown, and I was very upset that there were outside forces trying to to interfere with the integrity of the game, t- uh, tamper with it. Um, it it made me real mad. It's just it's like a family getting attacked from someone outside uh, that, that you feel like you need to pull together. And so uh, Nicole and I both went to Tommy and said, look, we are not going to say anything about this to any of the other house guests, we won't say a word about it. We are not going to let it affect our game or our decision making at all. We are going to pretend like it never happened, and we did that throughout the whole game. I, I never said a word to anyone until until the whole thing was wrapped up. And and really, yeah, if I knew it to be true, you know, then, then would it affect my gameplay? I'd like to think not, but but who's to say? But I didn't know if it was true or if it's just someone trying to screw with Tommy's game that was just throwing out all face lies. So. It would have been tough to act on it anyway, but just because of the integrity and because of the respect I have for Big Brother, there was no way I was going to let that affect anything that that had to do with the gameplay. So I didn't act on any of that until Tommy himself actually approached and said, "Actually, I do do know Christy, and and you know we've known each other for a long time." But before yeah. that, I, I just pretended like it had never happened.
1: Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'll, I'll say myself, I was I was not pleased. I I, I don't like wall yellers um my my own personal opinion is that like like even if there were people that that agreed with this particular wall yeller right like uh who's to stop this one person from doing something that that goes against your favorites next time like uh, they have the capability of doing this every season and uh, you have zero control over what kind of information they spill to the house so uh, I I just on principle I can't I can't support it at all
0: agreed it completely irritated me severely I do not like that at all
1: Mm -hmm. mm-hmm so uh so ultimately the decision uh is made initially to to keep Tommy. That's that's the call you guys are going to make. You have a discussion with him. He is going to offer you that he's throwing the HOH. He is going to take out Jackson um and that's when Jackson is going to over here. He's going to eavesdrop which happened a lot over the course ah, of the God. season. Um the house. <laughs> and uh, and so He overhears the pitch. He knows exactly what was said. Uh, He goes, he thinks about it and um, just decides this is what I'm going to do. He goes to you guys and he says, you know, Tommy told me this. He told me that he this was his pitch to you. And he is, uh, you know, he's he's telling me that he's really going to take you out. Uh, The way he he pitched it to you guys seemed very believable. What, What was your immediate response?
0: Yeah, it, God, that was so hard. It, the fact he came in with so many details and it just fed into my assumptions that he and Mickey had something going on to begin with. And uh, yeah, now if 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 he had just come in with some just very ambiguous or very generic kind of suggestions, and I, I may have thought a little bit more about it. But the fact that he knew so many details and it happened so soon after we had had just that discussion with Tommy. Uh, I believed it. I absolutely believed it at the time. Now, over the next 24 hours, I kind of went back and forth a little bit on it. And uh, that was that was a big issue. It was was a big part of the, the decision, I think
1: yes uh and so uh you know jackson says let's let's hold off on the the confrontation until tomorrow uh then of course uh the feeds were blocked all day for uh i mean we got the like the very start of the confrontation um and and that was about it. And we did not know what was going to happen. Oh. Uh, I, I'm, I've heard now that um, that it was it, it flipped to evicting Tommy. Then it flipped back to keeping Tommy. And then at the last minute, flipped back again to evicting him.
0: Yeah, uh, that's probably right. I've that was such a whirlwind of activity that. Uh, that It's tough for me to keep track of. Yeah, we had made a decision that we were basically going to keep Tommy and uh, Part of that was based on uh, they did have kind of a house meeting that Nicole called, and uh, they started yelling at each other quite a bit. Um, after that conversation, Nicole actually told me she said, "I've been watching Mickey's body language. She said, i 'I'm just not sure that he's telling the truth. I think this may be just something he's he's saying.'" And that led us basically say, "Well, if that's the case, you know, uh, that's uh, maybe we need to go ahead and send Holly out the door if if Mickey's doing this stuff and." Uh, And and so that's where where we were at. Maybe 20 minutes or so before the the show was supposed to start, uh, we had the whole new argument start in the bathroom. And at that point, uh, Mickey was was yelling at Tommy again. And he had a a lot of details about what Tommy had said. And uh, he seemed, uh, Mickey did a good job. He seemed very passionate, very believable in what he was talking about. It's at that point that, Holly, I brought up this, idea of, of Holly hugging Tommy and saying get the veto and she was very convincing of saying I hugged all of y'all I said the same thing to each and every one of you which she had done and, and those two combined made Nicole and I start you know, looking again at, at what our options were and uh, she at that point you know, again mentioned to me that Tommy had been acting a little bit sketchy and that suddenly now Mickey looked like he was telling the truth uh, about this conversation and and as all of that's happening, Tommy suddenly just kind of stopped defending himself or, or, or stopped arguing. And I don't know if it's just because he felt it was two against one or what, but he he stopped doing as much discussions. And and when Mickey and Holly were coming into the boat room talking to us and, and offering these promises and all of that, Tommy didn't do anything. He just went and sat in his the eviction chair in the uh, uh, in the living room and and just kind of waited and. There's part of me wish wishes maybe he had uh, he had fought a little bit harder and argued a little bit harder because when we saw that that's when we really start thinking well maybe he tried something that didn't work and and in reality you know maybe it, it was all just a ploy and and we do need to keep keep Holly in the game
1: yeah uh, so. The decision was finally made. Holly agrees to throw the HOH. Um, yeah. And now this is what I felt uh, actually you know, theoretically could have been uh, your your downfall here, because it did seem as though Jackson and Holly would have evicted Nicole over you yeah. at final four um, if they had that ability. Uh, granted, now that we've seen parts one and two of the final three HOH, uh, I'm not sure there would have been much of a difference, Um, but uh, but still, you know, it was it was definitely something. It it basically allowed Nicole to have immunity there at Final Four and allowed her to advance to Final Three instead of you. Um, What what was Did did you anticipate that or was that something you were thinking of at the time?
0: No, I I really. Yeah, I think, as I've said before, without any deals being made at that point, I felt like I would have been the final three with Holly and Mickey if one of them had, had won that veto and, and gotten the choice of uh, the vote. Uh, but it, it was more getting those promises it was more trying to also protect uh, Nicole and make sure that we could get this final two uh, or final three with the two of us in it that, that we wanted. Um, I really wasn't expecting one to keep their promise and, and the other to not do so. I, I thought if they don't keep their promises at all, if this is just all a ploy just to get us to keep Holly, well, then they're still going to compete. There's still a good chance that I I get the final three with the two of them if one of them wins, wins HOH. Uh, But you're right. The the downfall was that Holly kept her word and then Mickey did not. Uh, If they both kept their word, then, then Nicole and I are golden. If not, if Holly fights for that HOH competition, I think she beats Nicole. And I think that she ends up with HOH. Vicky gets that veto competition and and I think he sends uh sends Nicole home at that time. So yeah, I, I think by by doing that last little bit with those promises, it may have caused me to flip from from third place to fourth place. But I was trying to do everything I could to to ensure best possible chances that Nicole and I were in that final three because I really felt that we needed to have that in order to get either or both of us to that final two position.
1: Yeah. um, I I don't know if you've, you've seen or or heard uh, much about that final four HOH, but it was uh, at least from what we saw, uh, actually Jackson really encouraging Holly to throw. Um, She really didn't want to, um, Um, but he wanted her to, Because he had made the deal with you and he knew that uh, if she was vulnerable to be evicted, that would help him at the final four. Uh, And so if she was immune, that would basically guarantee that he goes home if you or Nicole won the final four veto. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. And I noticed him. uh, uh, Noticed him telling her, you know, Holly, Holly. And so I knew he wanted it. Now, in my thinking, I thought it was just because he's such a an honorable trustworthy guy that he wanted to make sure that she followed through on her her word uh and he was going to follow through on his you know shame on me for, for thinking that was the incentive but uh yeah i, I know that she did not want to fall and that was her type of competition and i have zero doubt she would have won that thing i shouldn't say i nicole was, was doing well but i think holly would have won if it wasn't for for that agreement, and and that is what really knocked me from from third to fourth. I think.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh, so a lot of this, you know, comes with this this deal that you have with Jackson he's been uh hinting to you that he wants to evict Holly at the final 4 uh you know basically all week long at the fi- from the final 5 forward um then now uh, this was something that he had you know it, it was his idea he talked to Holly about it um and he started um you know working you for a little while uh with the idea I think it was actually it was it was when Nicole won the veto and they knew that Holly might be in trouble um and that's when he started, like, I don't want to say it in front of the cameras, but, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I, I well, want the it, most deserving people to make it to the end.
0: And he had hinted at that even before that week. I mean, it may have become more formal and, and more mm. prevalent afterwards, but he had spent a lot of the season saying, I, I I want to make sure I go to the end with people who deserve to win. If I don't win, I want to make sure it's someone who deserves it. And, you know, you're one of those cliff. And and I just bought into it hook, line and sinker. and. Yeah, during that last week, there was a lot of that kind of discussion. I also had sat out in the backyard. I was sitting over in kind of the, the patio area, and uh, he and Tommy were talking, and Tommy was talking about his relationship with Holly, with Mickey's. And it, the way Mickey was talking, it sounded like it was, you know, they had already decided that they were probably going to be a little more, the, you know, maybe be friends outside the house as opposed to a lot else. It, it didn't sound like their connection was was that tight. Uh, even though they were still a showman, and, and so that combined uh, with everything else made me think that, well, maybe he really is not that invested with Holly when it comes down to it. Yeah,
1: well, case. he did want to go on the challenge. So yeah.
0: I, I tried to push him for the challenge. I, <laughs> and I noticed that, uh, yeah, Holly didn't like it so much. I, I poked a little bit on that. And uh, <laughs> well, I hope I'll be, he I'll be goes on the challenge now. And I hope people just kick his ass over there. <laughs>
1: Holly's reaction in the backyard when I met, when I brought up the challenge was hilarious. She was just like, "Oh my god, did you see that?"
0: <laughs> uh, I think Mickey would fit right in with that particular show, but uh yeah, no, it was uh I wasn't sure how tight their relationship really was because I knew they'd kind of broken up a few times before, and I just was starting to get the feel that it was more for appearances' sake than than any real romantic interest in one another, but it didn't matter at the end of the day because he still was uh, was wanting to take her over myself or Nicole.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, so you head into, you know, the final four. Nicole has won the HOH and you make a deal with Jax and you, you already believe that he's willing to cut Holly at the final four. And so now you're going to make a final two with him. Um yeah. But this is this is this, you know, this didn't make a lot of sense here. Cliff, uh, what was going on at the final four? You made a deal with you believed him that he was going to cut Holly. Then you made a deal with him to take him to the final two and that he was going to take you to the final two. But then you told Nicole about it. Yeah, that's
0: where where I need to clarify and and correct. Because uh, what happened after the HOH, he had already promised that he would cut Holly, take Nicole and I to the final three. Uh, and that was the extent of the uh, of the, the promise at that point in time. When we got done with the HOH competition and came inside, he immediately was hugging on Holly and, and they were kissing and seemed very excited to have each other still in the house. And that got me really nervous that I maybe was getting played a little bit in, in terms of him not caring about taking her to the end. And so I approached him in the kitchen and told him, said, look, you know, if, you know, as we further this thing, I will agree to uh, it actually took place in the kitchen and later in the bathroom, but you know, I'll agree to take you to the final. You promised to take Nicole and I to the final three. I promise to take you to the final three if I win the veto and you in exchange, you promise to take me to the final two. If if you win the, the final three, you know, the, the, the final three competition, and get to pick who goes with you to, to the final deal. And he said, yeah, I, I would do that. And we agreed to it. But I never agreed to take him at that point in time or ever. I never agreed to take him to the final two. It was a one-way deal only in exchange for me agreeing to take him to the final three because that part of the promise had not been been made yet. And so uh, I never had any intent on taking anyone but Nicole uh, to the final two. Uh, so that's where we we're at. But then I started getting worried that, you know, did he really understand that? Does, was there some situation where he thought I was going to take him to the final two. So that's when I had a follow-up discussion in the target room. But the biggest part of that discussion wasn't just about clarifying that I wasn't taking him to the final two and had never promised that. It was really because I wanted to continually point out to him that I promised if I won the veto that I was going to take you to the final three. Uh, Because at that point in time, Nicole and I talked a little bit that if she won the veto, it was still my decision to make since she couldn't vote. Uh, it was still my decision on who would go home. And so I was trying to make sure that I said, if I won the veto, I promised that I'd take you to final three so that if she won the veto, I could come back and say, hey, Mickey, I never promised I'd take you to final three if she won the veto. So I was trying to kind of find a loophole that would would let me keep my word and yet not keep him in the game uh, at that point in time. So that was really the the main point of that conversation was just to keep throwing that word out again but as part of it, I went ahead and used the excuse of clarifying that, you know, I just don't want you to think that I'm turning against Nicole because I've promised her I'm taking her to the final two, and I can't do differently, Nikki.
1: Mm-hmm. There, there were uh, comments made in the house about you at this time that people felt worried about you because you seemed so, uh, so down and 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 out of it. And you actually talked to the cameras yourself, saying like, "This has just been a lot. Like the, I think the whole day on Thursday, all the confrontations and everything, it seemed to really be taking a lot out of you at this time." And uh, and and we were wondering outside of the house, like, "Is this is this impacting his uh, his game a little bit? Is his thought process maybe being a little?" Yeah.
0: Uh, no, I think so. and I've got to say the stress and the, the paranoia and everything, I think it affected a lot of decision-making, not just at that point in time, but even for you know the week before and all of that. But here's the deal and why I felt so down. And now I feel like a little bit of a chump uh, talking about it. But the big decision that I was weighing back and forth was, geez, I just promised if I won the veto to take Mickey to the final three. And I really don't want to do that. My final three is Holly Nick. Nicole and myself. And yet I made this promise and where I was really feeling down was weighing me, making a promise to someone that I was going to take him to the game versus am I jeopardizing $500,000 for Nicole or myself if I win veto and, and follow through and take him, take him to the end as opposed to to letting them go and, and taking Holly instead. So it was that $500,000 versus honoring what I'd promised uh, that really was doing a number on my psyche at that point in time. And as it turns out, I I felt like an idiot because Mickey was never planning to to follow through on his side of it anyway. Uh, And it became a bit of a, a moot point, but yeah, I was, I was really down and it was really right up until we started the, uh, the veto competition, uh, that, that I finally said, I can't keep doing this. I've, I've hit the bottom. I've got to go back and, uh, and be be my old self and fight this thing through and and do everything I can to win and, and accept whatever happens.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I want to talk about that a little bit because you, you talked on, on the feeds about how you came into the game thinking like, uh, Cody was an idiot for taking Derek. Uh, You know, uh, you would come in, you would betray anyone. You would, uh, you know. uh, I think, I think the quote from you was like five hundred thousand dollars buys a lot of. I don't give a damn. Yeah, um, but but over the course of the game, it seemed like your opinion on that kind of shifted.
0: Yeah, I've got new respect for that that Cody Derek decision and and a lot of other people who've played this game. I'm an engineer. I'm very analytical. And I came in thinking, I'm going to keep this game so removed from the personalities and from the emotions. I'm not going to let that interfere with the strategic gameplay. But I was in that house for 93 days with these people and and you can't help but develop relationships with them and and feel feel emotions with them. And uh, yeah, it, it just started changing while I was in there. And Part of it was probably after I made that promise to Christy and I went through with it, and I started getting this reputation of a guy who honors his word. I felt like I was doing that with Mickey. I, I always was sitting there saying, You know what? At the very end, if I have to lie in order to make it to the final two or win the money, I will, but not right now. And it was always, I don't want to do it right now because it'll jeopardize the rest of my game. I'm going to honor my word. I'll do it next time. And next time never came. It was. Yeah, it it was just tough. And I think I've said a few times, you know, self-realization. Maybe I wasn't quite as cutthroat as I thought I was coming into the game. And maybe maybe that's one of the reasons that that I wasn't up there in the final two or final three, because I just didn't have that cutthroat mentality that I thought I had coming in.
1: Well, it's interesting because I think it 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 goes along with the the idea that you often uh, sort of become who you perceive yourself to be and who you perceive yourself to be is often very heavily influenced by how other people see you. And so uh you being seen as a man of your word, I think really helped uh, incept the idea that that was really yeah. who you were in the game and, and you started to live by it. Um, and, but, but there is, you know, I, when I asked you about the, the final five, if you would have cut Jackson, you said you probably would have. Um, yeah. So I, it, it, it maybe wasn't like a hard line, but it definitely well. shifted over the course of the game.
0: If it was such an obvious advantage to, to do, to break my word and do something like that, I would have done it. But in the case of Tommy versus Holly, I was going back and forth so much anyway, in terms of which was better, which was worse that, uh, that, yeah, breaking my word didn't seem like, uh, there wasn't enough difference between the two that I felt like uh, I needed to break my word at that point in time.
1: Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's funny though because you you talked about. I, I've been thinking about the decision there at the final four. If you had won the veto, uh, you know what would have been the right move? It did seem as though Jackson would have kept his word and taken you to the final two from the final three. I I think that seems to be the case. I haven't talked to Jackson yet. Maybe we'll find out something different from him uh, if I do get a chance to talk with him. But uh, but if that's the case, given what I learned from the uh, the jurors in the backyard, that you. Probably would have won the game. Um, and so if you had made the final three with Jackson and Nicole, uh, then you probably would have been guaranteed the win if he does take you.
0: That's what I was counting on. That's what I thought. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out quite that way. now did it?
1: <laughs> uh, not quite. Um, uh, and, and part of that, part of, part of why I think, uh, is something that I queued up a little bit earlier. Um, this prevalence of, physical competitions uh, especially in the late game of the season uh, really did impact the direction the season went there were a lot of times when uh, when Jackson won a competition that was very physical that if he didn't win it Probably would have gone home um, and especially down toward the end. Uh, you know, the final four veto in particular has famously always been some kind of days competition yeah. over the last couple of years. It's gotten slightly more physical, but uh, but this final four veto was basically all physical um, yeah, with the running back and forth with the balls, uh, as we heard. Yeah.
0: So. I I was dragging a little bit on that one. That wasn't probably suited for O'Cliff cliff hog here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, is, I mean, that must have been and still must be kind of frustrating because I do think the outcome of the season is, is very different if the oh. competitions are a little more like they normally would be.
0: I, I think so, too. And I tailored a lot of my strategy right there at the end based on an assumption that we're going to see more mental challenges and physical challenges. Hindsight's twenty twenty. if I'd known that they were all physical we would be having a whole different discussion about some of the decisions that Nicole and I made. Uh, But I think all of us in there were making, making those same assumptions about what was going to happen. So yeah, it's frustrating a little bit, but you know, they, they kept saying expect the unexpected and I, uh, you got to live with, with what's thrown at you. And uh, yeah, that, that final veto challenge was tough watching the the two first two parts of the final three HOH competition. uh, I would have struggled Uh, On both of those as well, Uh, that was, yeah, it it would have been a hard, uh, hard path to figure out, uh, given the competition types that we had there at the end.
1: Yeah. Do you, do you think this is a trend that's going to continue? Uh, You know, I, I talked about how, you know, the last few seasons, it's really ramped up. And and last yeah. season, it was a kind of a similar percentage to this season, but this season was a little even more physical. Um, Do you think they're going to continue that trend or do you think they maybe have finally realized what they're doing in the kind of the kinds of players that they essentially box out of the end game uh with these kinds of competitions? Do you think they might? I Make mean, shift. Uh, what do you think?
0: I, I saw a posting from someone at some point that said that there may be the perception that physical challenges are a little bit more exciting for the mm-hmm. viewing public to watch, and I get that. But when you when you weight them so heavily, it does seem like you're precluding a lot of people like myself who who aren't going to ever go in being able to win a whole lot of physical competitions, but. But this is a game about more than just the physical challenges. If you just want physical challenges, go on the challenge on MTV. This is supposed to be that balance between the social game, the mental competitions, the physical competitions. And personally, in my opinion, it may be a little out of whack right now, but obviously I'm a little bit biased based on what I saw and how it affected my particular game.
1: Yeah, and and I mean, again, it, it really... I say this every season, but you know, luck is such a huge factor in big brother. And especially if this is just kind of an anomaly that they were going for more big set piece competitions and they end up changing it in the future because they saw that it had a negative impact, or at least they thought it was a negative impact. Uh, Then, you know, this just happened to be the season that there weren't as many physical competitions. And that, uh, you know, that's, that's luck for you.
0: If I watch season 22 and it's, 80% mental competitions instead of physical. I'm going to be really mad that I came out (laughs) this year. (laughs) But what are you going to do? You know, I I came into that house saying my strategy is going to be I'm going to have to adapt and adjust to whatever I encounter as I come in. And uh, unfortunately, I just wasn't able to do it with regards to the type of challenges. And uh, you're right. There's a lot of luck that comes into play. And I have to I have to keep that in consideration when I start being too critical of myself and decisions I made and, and the way things turned out. Yeah, I tried to play the best game I could. I tried to make the best decisions I could with the information I had at the time. But, you know, there there may be a few areas where I just got a little unlucky as well. And it's just the way it goes.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to walk me through, Jackson has won the Final Four veto. He's now uh, he told Nicole first to let you know, um, but then he has a conversation with you and you were you were very upset about this. You 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 said that, uh, you know, that you had a handshake deal and you felt like it was a different kind of handshake deal than the other handshake deal um, and, <laughs> and that, uh, you know, that you felt like this was this was this was no good.
0: Yeah, I. uh You know, there were all kinds of alliances formed throughout this season and and people saying, yeah, we're all going to work together to get to the end. But it's a little bit different when I think when it's it's a group of four, as opposed to a situation at the end where two guys are staring each other in the eye and and shaking hands. But I get it. I told him a time I I, I told him during the eviction speech. I get it. This is big brother. I don't expect. I don't expect people to honor all their words and promises and, and there's no rules that say you have to and blame me for being too trustworthy at the end of the day uh, when it happens. Uh, you know, I, I guess I was a little disappointed just in the fact that I, I wish maybe he had owned it a little bit more of just saying, look, I, I'm I'm going to take Holly to the end because she's my showmance. And I just said what I did in order to, uh, to keep her alive as opposed to still trying to say that he was playing with the honor and integrity of, of keeping your word and doing that at the same time. Um, But, you know, at at the end, I I get it. It's, it's part of the game. And uh, I was upset with them, but that doesn't mean that, that I didn't understand it to some degree uh, and didn't, didn't, I I was faulting him for not doing it, but uh, it's part of the game. And I got that.
1: Yeah, and and you know, ultimately, your vote uh, did reflect that. Um, it it, w- it was an interesting thing, though, and, it, and I think it brings up something that that we've struggled with as an audience, and and certainly the players have struggled with, especially over the last couple seasons of Big Brother, which is that you know sometimes the person who has, who's played the more much more obviously like uh, s- stronger game um, yeah. doesn't. Know how to close right like um the way that that Jackson was describing it was pretty annoying, like uh he was like blaming you guys and making himself out to be like the you know the wronged party and yeah. uh and Nicole was straight up telling him like dude you you played us, good yeah. job, like just just own it. it man,
0: just it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that <sighs> Yeah, you're right. And Mickey spent a lot of time throughout the whole season playing the martyr. He would say, oh, I already had this group that I trusted in. And then they burned me talking about the Grateful Eight and the six shooter. He was always the martyr every week, it seemed like, for some reason or another. And, you know, at that point in time, just just say that you're uh, you're going to do that. I kind of lost my train of thought there, but
1: no, it makes it makes sense. Um, you know, you did you did talk about how you you felt like Jackson was a man of his word and that he he did have honor. Um, but how did Jackson? convey that to you you know something that I talked about early on was that uh watching Jackson in the early parts of the season he felt like to me one of the most like successfully two-faced players I'd ever seen you you you, I think you called him Jackson uh yeah Jackson whatever it was um that that's actually something that people had said online too during the season um because to your face, he could really be like the, you know, hey, okay, I'm a I'm a great guy, I'm a nice guy. Um but then, you know, especially when when Jack was in the house and they were doing their thing, it was a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that was much, much different. Um and and early on we talked about how uh, you know, Jackson, he, he went back on his word as camp director. He yeah. voted you out. He tried to act like it wasn't uh, a thing. He was a rogue vote. Uh, so there were a lot of signs pointing to him yeah. kind of being this person. What was it about him that like, that that got you thinking differently? Uh,
0: you know, I, I think it was just uh, spending a lot of time up in the HOH room at different times talking about, uh, just talking about honor, and integrity, even when we didn't necessarily have agreements made. Him talking about, and he sold me. He said a lot of things that he he saw me as as similar to him thirty years on down the road, and a lot a lot of a little bit ass kissing and all that, which I just fell for. And, uh, and and there was that point in time where he was winning so many challenges, and he was he was not putting me up every time. And he was saying, "Cliff, I told you, you know, we shook hands. I'm not putting you up." And so that was part of it. I think part of it's my own mentality. I've, I've always been a bit of an optimist. I've always, I, I think, looked for the best in people. And, uh, so probably from my standpoint, I was, I was more willing to, to notice and remember the good things he was doing and, and less likely to, to pay attention when, when things that weren't as good were, were coming to my attention So that little confirmation bias type deal. I, uh, uh, yeah, I was just too trusting at, at the end of it just because he he had protected me when he could have put me up, like after the slip and slide competition where uh, I felt like he could have put me up and he didn't. And so uh, I, I did start feeling like he, he was a man of his word and that, that we did have some, some trust with each other, which turned out not to be the case.
1: Yeah. So that your final, final plan, final pitch was uh, Jackson – you can't win the game if you if you take me out because I will go to the jury house I will poison them against you uh, you, you were a little nicer than that uh, but uh, but basically like count your jury votes man because you won't have me you won't have Nicole uh, you're going to have to get at least you know uh, five of the remaining seven um, and it, you know it, if that were true that he didn't have you or Nicole it was a big ask especially yeah. if you consider Cat in the jury house as a guaranteed vote for uh for holly and uh and you know votes that might come along with cat so it was starting to look like this could be you know if if this was something that you actually followed through on this really could be the end of him in the game
0: yeah and that's what i was hoping for i uh i was a little upset because his goodbye message to me he talked about it was a personal attack on he and his family and uh, something along those lines it wasn't it was a straight up strategy play it was It was a bit of a Hail Mary pass at that point in time because even though I felt like I had good points uh, about his jury votes, it was still asking him to vote out his showmance, which uh, was a tough ask to begin with. But, uh, yeah, I was hoping that would get his attention, and I didn't know how much he thought about the jury votes, and I certainly wanted to to remind him of it, and – uh, I think it worked. He certainly seemed more concerned while I carried on the conversation. He crossed his arms. His foot started tapping. I uh, I was worried that he was either going to throw a punch or, or throw me off the balcony, one or the other.
1: He was pissed.
0: I know. And then I, I immediately went into the dining room to do some stuff when I got done. And when I got out, the Nicole said, he is really upset. And my thing is, I don't care. What's he going to do? Boot me out of the house? He already, you know, was planning to do that anyway. So it wasn't any sweat off my back. I was a little bit worried because I feel like someone like Mickey, when you push him, he's more inclined to push you back rather than than to back off. And so, uh, in doing that. I did think it was a Hail Mary situation that probably it would only make him even more resistant to to keeping me in the house and sending her home. But I had nothing to lose at that point in time. Uh, I do know Nicole was a little bit worried that if I pushed too hard and made him think too much about the jury votes, it was only going to fire him up that much more on the final three HOH competitions and that he may try even that much harder to make sure that he was the one making the final decision as opposed to Holly, uh, just so he had yet another competition to brag to the jury. Uh, but at that point in time, I had to do anything I could to try and, and, and maybe sway his opinion. You never know. And worst came to worse, at least I made him sweat for a little while and make him think that it wasn't just cut, quite as cut and dried as he was thinking it was going to be.
1: Yeah. So so tell me about the uh, the ultimate decision. You you go straight to the jury round table, right? I did. Um, and so what was that like?
0: Yeah, it was interesting because I didn't realize at the time I went straight to the jury roundtable. Very little discussion opportunities with the other with the jury members other than what was the official roundtable discussion. Uh, I started learning a lot more in there about kind of the situations and and who they were supporting and things like that. Um, And they brought up a lot of good points. Uh, The thing that really hit me more than anything else was someone had mentioned, I remember who that. yes, Mickey was incredibly strong on those competitions. uh, But at the same time, he was a little volatile and, and Holly probably did a good job of kind of pulling on that. you know, rather than riding coattails, she was grabbing the Cape and pulling him back sometimes and and keeping him in line. And uh, it did make me think about Holly in, in other terms uh, in terms of how she was playing her game. Uh, But no, it was, it was a good discussion. we I feel like we talked about everyone's game, good and bad, and uh, how we thought it would turn out. And uh, It it said a lot about how I I think I I made my final decision of voting for Mickey uh, at the end of that thing as well. Though uh, I've watched a lot of seasons, and, and I've always been a little disappointed with bitter jurors where I feel like the best person didn't win the game. And at the end of this thing, I didn't want Mickey to win the money because he kind of did me dirty and, and I just didn't want him to win the 500,000, but I love big brother. And from an objective standpoint, he fooled me in the He did what he had to do to preserve that showmance to get to where he went. He won massive numbers of challenges. He played a lot of people. And from an objective standpoint, the only thing that he had going against him and I strongly considered was that goodbye message to me because I thought if you're going to play the game of jury management, that is about the worst possible thing that you could say uh, to me the way you did that. And and so I did weigh, how much does that lack of jury management come into play in me deciding who deserves this money? Uh, but ultimately, I just thought that he dominated the game too much, obviously from the challenge standpoint, but also from a social game. He he manipulated, he eavesdropped, he did what he had to do to to make the strategy work. So as much as I hated it on a, on an emotional level from objective level, I felt like I had to award him my vote.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that was it. Um, th- th- one of the things I learned from the backyard interviews was that, uh, there was definitely a perception of Nicole's game, uh, that was very interesting. Um, that, uh, a lot of the members of the jury were like really telling me like, man, Nicole, was a mastermind. Uh, She she had us all fooled um, and that they would have voted for Nicole to win the game if she had made it there. Uh, Did you agree with that assessment? Did you try to encourage that assessment? What was your take on that?
0: Well, yeah, it was interesting. I uh, uh, because we talked about that at the roundtable a little bit as well. I think people well underestimated Nicole in her game. She, a lot of people said, Oh, Cliff took the first shot of that Alliance that went after Jack and, and Jackson and all that. It, you know, in some, in some ways it was Nicole who took the first shot when she, uh, you know, the week before, whatever, uh, started talking to uh, to Holly and, and having some conversations and, and kind of drove that wedge between Nick and bell and everyone else. So uh, sh- she was playing the game fairly hard. Uh, from from the get-go. Um, but it was interesting because especially at the very beginning, she also seemed very uh, quiet and not not so much in people's faces. Uh, and then all of a sudden, she just started blossoming a little bit in terms of, of the winning some challenges, but also becoming much more uh, open about strategies and things that she was trying to do. And maybe it's just because we started developing a little tighter Alliance. And so I was aware of some of the things that she was trying to, to do and such. Uh, you know, master strategist, I, I don't know. In some ways, I think maybe she was a little bit like me trying to adjust and adapt from day to day and week to week. But I do think she was very aware of what was going on. And uh, sometimes like when that discussion with Tommy occurred about trying to form a new final six, uh, she immediately recognized that maybe that wasn't so good for her. And I she was worried about the fact that we were on the bottom. and. So I think she was a lot more aware of what was going on than people were giving her credit for in the first half of that season.
1: Yeah. I mean, Kat basically said either Nicole was a mastermind orchestrating everything behind the scenes, or she was clueless and was just dragged along the whole time. Uh, And I I just was like, I'm pretty sure it's in the middle though. I don't know why you think it's either
0: or. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's absolutely in the middle. I think all of us go in all of us go in not really certain how this game's going to be played. And there's certainly a growing curve as, as you figure out how things need to be done. And I know I did that. I, I think Nicole did the same thing. And it, it probably took a few weeks for her to kind of get settled in and figure out just how she wanted to play the game. But uh, she played it hard. Uh, a lot of it was under the radar and, and behind the scenes and all of that. But, but I think she was playing the game.
1: All right. Well, uh, so the season's over now. You had a chance to, uh, to, to go home. Uh, how, how's the family? How is everything going?
0: The family is great. It is so nice to be able to go home and sleep when I want and eat what I want and, uh, uh, have my wife beside me again. I I said during my final eviction speech, whether I win that 500 K or not, I've got my greatest treasure already waiting for me at home. And I knew they were supporting And I I was pretty sure they'd be proud of me, but it was still nice to to come back home and have people patting me on the back and saying, "Nah, you did great. You handled it. You you did what you needed to do. And uh, now I'm back to being just kind of a regular guy again. And uh, I was a fan for all those years before I got to be on the show. Got this little three-month experience. Next season, I'm going to be watching the live feeds and listening to y'all's podcast again. And I'll I'll be right back to being a, a super Big Brother fan again. Yeah, I I felt extremely fortunate because as crazy as that house was, as stressful as it was, I always knew that I had my family sitting here waiting for me when I got back and that life was going to go back to normal and everything was going to be okay. I'm not sure everyone else in that house had had that same support system necessarily sitting at home waiting for them. And and so for some of those people, I worry about that a little bit and I hope that everything goes perfectly for them. and, And that this continues to be a great experience or, or that they can make it a great experience if they aren't feeling so much right now.
1: Yes. Uh, what was your reaction when, uh, when Nicole won America's favorite, where was that something <laughs> that I know you would talk to her about like, Hey, you're going to be yeah. really popular. Uh, but uh, what, what was your reaction?
0: I, I loved it. I mean, it was, it was neat that I was part of the final three and, you know, obviously it would have been fun for me to win as well, but Watching Nicole, and yeah, we sat there. I think it was in the bathroom at one point. And I said, Nicole, you don't realize how much the, the America's going to love you. And she, I, I really don't think she knew. And so for her then to be in the final three and, and be so excited and then to win it, I, I was just so happy for her because I just saw, I saw an inner strength in there so early in the game. But then going through that whole season and watching her suddenly winning challenges and getting so much more confident about everything that she is. And then at the very end, the, kind of the, the final piece of the Big Brother season is her getting an award for being the favorite player and watching how happy she was. Yeah, it was fantastic. I I love seeing it. I was I was overwhelmed and, and so excited for her because it just I know how much that's going to do to her, not just short term publicity and all of that, but just long term in her life in general. I told her several times, I am ready to watch you go out and conquer the world after after this season. And I think she's going to do it.
1: Yeah. Um all right. Uh so you know I I, I want to thank thank you and and your family. You guys were very lovely uh in LA. Um they you guys they gave me a ride back to uh to Rob's house after the rap party. Um so you I didn't spend like a billion dollars on an Uber.
0: And you know Taryn, I uh, it, that rap party was kind of cool cuz there were all these former house guests there. I got to talk to JC and Haley and Angela and Rachel, all these people. But the, the true star of that show, the one I was excited about getting to interact with was you just because I'm, I'm such a big fan of the, the show and the podcast. And so, yeah, all those house guests, they could go have their, their drinks and hang out and everything. I enjoy getting to spend the time with you. And, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Well, th- thank you. Uh, it w- it was it was a fun time. It was a, it was a lot that uh, the, those parties, but uh, um, it is so
0: overwhelming. I'm stuck in a house only able to talk to four or five people for for extended periods of time. And suddenly I'm overwhelmed with all these people that that are all fighting for my attention and talk about going from from hot to cold or, or vice versa. It was it was an overwhelming experience, but I'm having fun with it.
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot like uh, it's, a, it's a big party that they just throw uh, it's, it's like uh, it's a weird they, they should do psychological studies on like uh, lock someone in a house for 99 days and throw them into a big party where everybody's clamoring for their attention
0: oh I, I tell you I think uh, they ought to do all kinds of study uh, studies on us guinea pigs that are in the house I, I'd be curious to see what kind of brain function brain activity you see before and after because it was stressful and I, I do feel like it did a number on me and everyone else but uh, a hell of an experience
1: mm. All right. Uh, So that's what we have, unless there are any further questions before we wrap up but um, it's uh, it, you know I I overall I, I enjoyed the season I feel like especially in the second half there was a lot of fun uh, day 44 uh, all the you know last second evictions that you know we didn't know what was going to happen ahead of time um, and, uh, and, and all of that stuff so uh, you know it's uh, it, it was interesting for sure
0: and, and last minute evictions that I didn't know were going to happen ahead of time either we were we were in the dark sometimes just as much as y'all were, even when it was me making the decision so uh, I'm, I'm glad I was able to provide some entertainment. Uh, i wish had gone slightly different, but as I said when I walked out of the door, I am proud that I played as long as I did, as hard as I did. I never gave up and uh, fourth place i 'm pretty proud of
1: mm. I did see a lot of people they really wanted to know this was a topic at the live show uh, that we did in New York. Um, milk with pizza
0: cliff. Is that so unusual? I, <laughs> I, I drink milk with everything. I I never knew that it was taboo to have milk with pizza. Pizza's got cheese on it. Milk is is dairy product. You're just combining different dairy products, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, plus, plus here's the other deal. I, I like my pizzas with jalapeno peppers on them. So the spicy peppers, they get a little overwhelming. You just take a sip of milk. It, they complement each other perfectly.
1: All right. <laughs> All right. uh, I, don't know, I don't know how many people agree with you, but, uh,
0: <laughs> but, but but I'll say this. I'll take a beer over a glass of milk, with beats any day of the week. So,
1: mm. And uh, you, uh, how is the Whataburger?
0: I had Whataburger as soon as I got home from uh, Houston. I, I went from the airport straight to a Whataburger and had a blast. I feel like I'm at home. I uh, got some Whataburger, got some Texas barbecue the next day. I, I'm back in Texas.
1: All right. Uh, thank you again for uh, for hanging out with us, cliff and uh, thank you to the audience for sticking around. This has been a long one in, in two parts here. So uh, th- thank you for for doing all of this cliff.
0: Oh, thank you for the patience. Thanks for all the fans who put up with me doing a bunch of silly stuff all season long on the screens. I tried to have fun with it and uh, always happy to answer the questions. And, and again, Rob has a podcast, my favorite podcast group show of of Anywhere out on the Internet. So thank you all so much.
1: All right. Um, OK, K- Candice in the chat had, had one question she really wanted to ask. Uh, what was the most critical statement your wife made about your gameplay once you got home?
0: Uh, she was very complimentary of my gameplay and said that she knew I did, did my best. Uh, some of the Texas twerking may have, may have caught her <laughs> attention a little bit. But she knew I was just trying to play the game and trying to incorporate with a bunch of, of 20 year olds. So uh, uh, I, I love my wife. I knew that she was going to support me uh, no matter what. And, and I'm glad I didn't do anything that was so horrible that I got home to a, a sold house and, and an empty house. So.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Kelly wasn't exactly fond of that moment either.
0: <laughs> yeah, we may not talk about that moment so much going forward.
1: all right thank you again to uh cliff how where where can people find you i know you had uh you had some trouble with instagram yeah they got
0: a bunch of fake accounts and there actually were a couple of fake accounts that were taking money from people as well which i hate to hear but we got that taken care of Uh, on twitter i'm cliff dot cliff underscore hog two f's two g's Uh, on instagram i'm cliff dot hog uh those are my accounts and and yeah, feel free to come out, ask whatever questions you want. I did. People are trying to get me into the social media game, so I joined Cameo as well. So if if you aren't completely tired of my silly dancing and and Superman shakes and all that, find me on Cameo. I'll be happy to put something together for you
1: all right uh so that's what we have for you, you can of course find me on twitter at armstrong taren uh, twitch twitch.tv slash armstrong and of course stay tuned for more postseason interviews i have talked to tommy that will be out in the coming days i'm sure and hopefully i'll get a chance to talk to a few more uh players uh, about their games and this season so thank you once more for joining us today and uh i'll see you next time
0: thank you i love you taren thank you so much